Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boy, boys and girls, squirrels and ocelots, mimes and pipe fitters, tap dancers and brick masons, all are welcome here at Pontificating with Paul and the Proletariat, heard Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. till noon, right here on 1320 WAIRA, he tried to say, and all over the world at WARARadio.com. Ah, the lava lamp is not on. Because we're not in the man cave. Editing suite. Find Carol's office. No, we are live in studio. Stop by if you want. 42 Union Street. <clears throat> Doors locked, though, right now. But come on, stop by if you like. Uh, I figured since I was suspended uh, last Thursday by the FCC uh, after three warnings for my refusal, my refusal to say one word about Travis Kelsey and, oh, what's her name? The blonde singer there, you know. Taylor Swift, I knew it would come to me. God, the name section of my brain. Uh, my refusal to discuss it, I stuck by my guns, maintained my integrity uh, in the name of you, the proletariat. So I was suspended last Thursday. What the heck? I figured I'd come in today. Hope Dominic's enjoying a uh, lovely, lovely Columbus Day, a rare day off for Dominic. Good for him. I'll be celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day uh, today. Uh, yeah. So uh, the phone line is open. The phone line is open for your calls at 508-222-1320. 508-222-1320 is the number. You can also uh, text the show at 774-287-6194 and become a remote correspondent. Or uh, email the show at paul at wararadio.com. Let's push this button and say, good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning, Paul. Peter J. Wiggins getting us off to a good holiday start. What's up, Peter? Yeah! <laughs> the official mayor of Norton, Massachusetts. What's going on in Purple Town? Friday night, the Norton Lancers football team blinked the Millis Mohawks 35 to nothing. Wow. Wow. Did you hear what happened to uh, Attleboro football Friday night? If they got spanked. Yeah, the King Philip Fighting Warriors beat them 52 to nothing. That means the Patriots and the Attleboro Blue Bombardiers combined lost 86 to nothing this weekend. Ouch. Ouch. Holy cow. Holy Moses. Yeah, we'll we'll come back at them, though. What else is going on in Norton, Massachusetts? Come on, the Norton Lancers. Girls varsity soccer team will be squaring off against the Hoggland Fighting Hilltoppers. The Fighting Hilltoppers. There you go. Outstanding. Anything else? That's it. Hey, Jackie. All right, Jackie Romanicki, uh, who is the uh, greatest Romanicki, but close yeah. enough, the greatest public school teacher in the history of Norton Public Schools, who never gave Peter J. Wiggins an attention. That's right. All right, Peter. Thanks for getting us off on the right Thank foot. Thank you, Paul. See you, Paul. See you back. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, the great Peter J. Wiggins, as we say, if you don't like Peter, give up. You don't like people. Where was I? Oh, yes, the phone number, 508-222-1320 is the number to call in. <clears throat> I know I didn't think I'd be on today either, but what the heck. Uh, Lori Sawyer might be dropping by along with um, uh, Diane, the lovely Diane, and uh, Alex, their daughter, Alex. Uh, we emailed midweek. She asked if she could come in today if I was going to be in studio. I said, what the heck? I owe the listeners a day. I was suspended last Thursday. Thank you, FCC. Why I oughta. Um, so we communicated by email. What day was this? Da, 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 da. On Saturday, 9.30, September 30th. 
she sent me that email. I said, come on in. Uh, we haven't communicated since, so hopefully, hopefully um, she'll be uh, joining us today. Oh, rats, I didn't bring the slinky. I have the brand new slinky ready to go, and I forgot to bring it in with me. That's a different story. Where are we? Anybody else drive 304.3 miles yesterday? 304.3. Carol and I drove up to uh, Auburn, Maine uh, to see your cousin uh, Patricia and her husband Weldon. Um, a sign of a good relationship if you can travel well together. And Carol and I do very, very, very well together on road trips. I think it was only once or twice, only once or twice on the whole 304.3 miles uh, that Carol was forced to say to me, you know, Paul, you think you're funny, but really, you're just immature. <clears throat> yeah, only twice did she have to say that. Uh, but we had a great, great visit. Uh, Patricia, if you're listening, uh, the lobster rolls slayed great lobster rolls. Again, if you're going to Maine. Do you have any other choice? Is there anything else to eat but lobster rolls? It was one of the rare times in my life that I actually preferred a different sandwich over the peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. With oat nut bread, chocolate milk, and Fritos, exactly. Oh, but uh, we had a great, 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 great visit. Really good time. Ah, great to get away. And it's lovely to drive the highways and byways of New Hampshire as opposed to Massachusetts. When you're driving the highways and byways of New Hampshire and Maine, you don't see a state police officer every 3.6 miles. It's amazing. It's amazing how their roads can function so well without oodles and oodles and oodles and oodles and oodles of state police officers everywhere. <clears throat> Pulling over good-looking women and people of color uh, while filing phony overtime charges. Oh, well. 508-222-1320 is alert number. 508-222-1320 is the number. Uh, happy Columbus Day to our Italian listeners. For our listeners of Italian heritage, uh, happy Indigenous Peoples Day to everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you want to feel old? All right, I'll make you feel old. Jackson Brown, yes, Jackson Brown, who went to, uh, uh, where was it, uh, Laurel Valley? Where's that, uh, the place in uh, Los Angeles, or actually outside Beverly Hills, where all the rock and rollers and folk singers used to hang out. Laurel Hills, Laurel Canyon, that's it, in uh, California. Uh, he was like 16, 17 years old when he left home. Jackson Brown hitchhiked out there and uh, fit right in. But Jackson Brown, yes, yes, in the uh, what late 60s, early 70s, as a teenager, went to uh, Laurel Canyon. Jackson Brown is 75 years old today. 75, I tell you. That'll make you feel old. That'll make you feel very, very old. Uh, we got a bunch of remote correspondents that have come in, but phone calls come first. So let's push this button, push that button, and say, good morning. Thanks for calling. Hi, Paul. Hi, who's this? The guy on Friday. Hello, guy on Friday. What? <laughs> okay, excuse me for asking what guy on Friday? You know, I do a show from two to four. Oh, Mark Clark, you maniac. How are you? Good. How are you? Yay. Never better, darn it. <laughs> uh, did you happen to mention the Bishop Fan football score? Uh, uh, no, but I'll get there. Yeah, Attleboro lost uh, 52 to nothing to King Philip. Oh, it's in the other room. Um, Bishop Fian played Arlington Catholic, and they beat them 70 to nothing. 70, I tell you. 
<laughs> What's more? Pardon? Yeah, exactly. Arlington Catholic threw seven interceptions, five of which Bishop Fian ran back the other way for a touchdown. So five interception returns for touchdowns. That has got to be some kind of record all over the world. <laughs> Unbelievable. And um, one quick thing about the Patriots. The who? You know them. They play on Sunday. The Patriots. The Patriots. Yeah. I'm trying to go uh, through my mental mind of teams that really matter, and I can't find the Patriots anywhere on that. But go ahead. Finish your thought, Mark. Well, my thought was the younger people I've been reading online, they're commenting about how awful they are right now. And I think they're, I think they need to be reminded of the days when the Sullivans would stand out on Route 1 yeah, trying to hand out tickets yeah, so they- that... And would be on television. Exactly right, because back then you had to sell out your home stadium for the game to be shown in the home market. Uh, yeah, remind them of the days of, uh, well, Dick McPherson, my brother John's college coach at UMass, he went on to coach for the Patriots. Uh, that didn't work out too well. They started 0-9 before Scott Zolak uh, led them to two victories, but they were never shut out at home. Rod Rust, when he was the coach, and the Patriots went 1-15 and and were the laughingstock of the entire National Football League. They were never shut out at home. So these are dark, dark days uh, for the New England Fighting Patriots fans. It's amazing. They officially stink. They officially stink out loud, and they just don't matter. Well, I think the problem is we've been so spoiled over the last how many years? With Brady and since the 2001 regular season for the entire 21st century, yep. And I can say maybe I got to see the Patriots win. Yeah, maybe their only game. (laughs) Yeah, and you had to go down to New York to actually New Jersey to do it to see them beat the Jets uh, because the Jets, in the words of Maxwell Smart, missed it by that much. On a Hail Mary on the last play of the game. In the pouring rain, mind. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> so, um, no, I just, reading the um, things oh. posted online, yeah, it's, the worst may not have, I don't think they have much of a prayer against the Raiders. Uh, we'll see. I don't think they have much of a prayer against Bishop Fee in high school. Sure as hell not King <laughs> Philip. Wow. I wondered about that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, we have one comment here from uh, someone who's not a sports fan. Here's that quickly. All right, for non-sports fans, come on. It's a pretty big deal. The Patriots lost 34 to nothing at home against the New Orleans Saints, who prior to Sunday, everyone else in the rest of the world thought they stunk out loud even more than the Patriots. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we got some rough times ahead, I think. Yeah, going back to last season, the New Orleans Saints hadn't scored more than 20 points in eight straight games, and they put up 34 against the New England Fighting Patriots. And uh, Mac Jones once again exceeded at giving the ball away to the other team. Uh, it was it was pitiful. Yeah. 
hard to watch. Yes, yes, and for those who are not sports fans, hard to listen to. Rats. Hey, uh, your show Friday. Do you know what the themes are going to be next Friday? Mark Clark, the 1320 jukebox? Yeah, actually, we're going to do dance songs. Funny you should mention that. Where is it? On this day in 1964, I was going to start with an Eddie Cochran song, but I'm going to change it now in honor of you. On this day in 1964, the Beach Boys recorded... Dance, dance, dance. Guess who, uh, guess who was playing lead guitar? Go ahead, guess. <laughs> no clue. Glenn Campbell playing lead guitar on the intro. Yes, it went on wow. to be their 12th top 40 hit. Glenn Campbell was a member of the Beach Boys till Brian Wilson said, wait a minute, wait a minute, this guy is way too good. Get him out of here. I don't want him taking over my band the way uh, Stevie Winwood took over Spencer Davis's band. I'll have to make sure that that's on the list for Friday. Oh, yeah, okay, well. But we'll do the twist and the uh, Watusi oh. and the, uh, uh, the stroll. And, you might you have know. to play Ray Charles' uh, Shake Your Tail Feather, where he lists all the different great dance songs of the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah, right, right. That's gonna... another I'm Good idea. Yeah. You know, Paul's going to program my show. For all right. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe I should cancel my show. You should cancel yours, and we should do one together. That might be a hit. Uh, I'd go for that. There it is. You couldn't, yeah. You'd have to get up early every day, though. Mark, you maniac, we're coming up to 9.15, and I'm determined to get to a break on time. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for being <laughs> you. And you can take off that block armband uh, with the Patriots losing because nobody cares anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. All right. Go get him, Mark. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, there he is. That's uh, Mark Clark, host. Host, I tell you, of uh, the 1320 Jukebox Fridays, 2 to 4 p.m. Where in heavens to Betsy are we? Da, 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 da. Oh, it's the biggest ovation we got of the day because we're going to a break. You're listening to Pontificating with Paul and the Proletariat. With the help of a good therapist, you can overcome that. Whoops, we'll get to the benevolent order of Elks for crying out loud. Where was I? Uh, for absolutely, positively, no reason whatsoever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Where are my liners? My liners aren't in the system. Oh, well, this is pontificating with Paul and the proletariat. They matter more. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. till noon. Happy holiday. Uh, Columbus Day for those of Italian heritage. It's Indigenous Peoples Day uh, for us in honor of the, uh, well, indigenous people of this continent who were the victims of the uh, most successful genocide in human history. Yep, yep, old whitey from uh, Western Europe with guns, germs, and steel. We wiped out 90%, 90% of the native population on this continent. Wow, now that's a genocide. Uh, 508-222-1320. Jackie has sent in a remote correspondence that I missed. Don't worry, she only sent it in 13 minutes ago. The Sawyers will be here. They'll be in studio at around 10 o'clock. Happy uh, holiday. If, you're, uh, if you took the holiday today, and fewer and fewer people get this as a holiday as the years go by, uh, feel free to drop by at 42 Union Street. Let it rip. Uh, a couple more remote correspondence. Oh, look at this. Sorry, Mike, I missed yours. Agent 01581. 
So what time does the Patriots-New Orleans Saints game start? L-L-O-L. Yes, literally, laugh out loud. Well, when's the last time, when is the last time that the Boston College Fighting Eagles football team was more important than the Boston Fighting Patriots? Think of that. Think of that. Picked a great day to miss the game completely as Carol and I uh, drove up to see her cousin Patricia. And Weldon, you too, uh, yesterday. So, yeah, boy, did we pick the right game to miss. I watched the highlights when I got home. Oh, my stars. They were down 24 to nothing. Pardon me? We're talking sports again? All right, we'll make it quick. But they were down 24 to nothing, nine minutes to go in the third quarter. So, heck, uh, there was less time than that when they overcame a 25-point deficit to the Falcons in the Super Bowl, had a fourth and three at the um, New Orleans stinking Saints 40-yard line and punted the ball. You talk about Bill Belichick saying, I quit. Wow. Wow. So if the coaches quit in the team, why the hell should we care anymore? I'm calling for an immediate airlift of Team Healy to take your Westboro Rangers success down to Foxborough. Yet your brother John, my fellow class of 71 classmate, could play on both sides of the ball. Yes, like he did in high school. Where he was MVP of the football team, basketball team, and baseball team, uh, co-captain of the Worcester Telegram and Gazette Super Team, leading scorer in all of Central Mass, with 18 touchdowns in just nine games. Mike was the MVP of his team. Rich was a good player. I was on the team. Um, and imagine the immediate impact. Can't get much worse if we slot you in as quarterback. Well, I was eight and one with the Westboro Fighting Red Devils in 19, uh, when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, four foot ten, eighty-three pounds, starting quarterback for an eight and one team. Then we got to high school. Suddenly quarterbacks had to do things like throw the football. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I went from starting quarterback to seventeenth string running back <clears throat> and defensive back. And your brother Matt used to lead the chance, we want Healy, we want Healy at the uh, football games when we got a big lead. Thanks, Matt. Uh, worst that happens is that Carol reaps the rewards of your Slippery Mutual life insurance policy. Yeah, 01581. Yeah, and at my age, I probably would end up dead if I stepped on the field. Agent 6, who is still, still verklempt. What time is it? Click on this. Who is still verklempt over the North Attleboro Fighting Red Rocketeers getting defeated, uh, beaten by the Milford Fighting Scarlet Hawks, 33 to something on Friday night. Did you bring us back any lobster rolls? I should have brought them with me to the station. Yes, we got uh, uh, two, two lobster rolls left over. Patricia packed them on ice for us for the uh, two-hour, 56-minute ride home. Uh, we got there in two hours and 40 minutes, including a 10-minute break. Ride home was a little bit tougher. Um, rats, I should have brought those in. That would have got brought you by the studio. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, did you? So, yeah, um, you want to drop by the studio and then swing by Quincy with me. Uh, we, you can pick up those lobster rolls, or I can keep them chilled maybe tomorrow. Agent 95. Now, if the Arabs had discovered America, what would have happened? Probably the same thing. Probably, they probably would have brought diseases over. The diseases uh, started with the Vikings, really. Some people think as early as the 1200s, uh, when the Vikings uh, came to uh, northeast Canada, uh, Newfoundland, that area, that started the spread of disease. So yes, if the Arabs or the Arabs uh, discovered, uh, found, not discovered, found America before Columbus or the Vikings 
two to three hundred years before Columbus. Uh, same thing probably would have happened. Again, because with guns, germs, and steel, we wiped out 90% of the uh, native population. It was mostly germs. I mean, the guns and the steel helped. But yes, it was mostly germs. Where are we? 774-287-6194. Uh, remind me. Oh, wait, the amazing Jim Corbin's calling in at 10, at 10 o'clock. Excellent. So, um, Lori, Diane, and Alex, the brains of the outfit, if you are, uh, you're listening... Uh, Jim's going to be on from like 10 to 10 past 10 with a meteorological update. Uh, and then we will turn our attention to you, you, and all things Attleboro politics. Where was I? Yeah. All right. I was going to start with um, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone in honor of Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, but Mark Clark, uh, he's going to feature dance songs on his show next Friday. So what the heck? Let's let it rip with Glenn Campbell on lead guitar. Let's go back to 1964. Everybody! Uh, we'll get back to dance, dance, dance at the end of this set. Yeah! Did they record it on this day? Yes, the Beach Boys recorded that song on this day in 1964 with Glenn Campbell. Are you kidding me? At lead guitar. Ha! Ah, 508-222-1320 is Lurt Number. 508-222-1300. Not 1,300, 1,320. Get the phone number right. No wonder more people don't call. Did I cover this last week? Uh, Or was it a different balloon festival we were talking about last week? Doesn't matter to me. Uh Uh-oh. Whenever I get a chance to play this clip, uh, I do. Uh, By Gabe Stern of the Associated Press... Balloon Fiesta takes over New Mexico sky. The Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta has brought colorful displays to the New Mexico sky in an international event that attracts hundreds of thousands of spectators every year. Uh, By the way, if you're driving home from Maine on Columbus Day weekend, uh, remember that the Topsfield Fair, the nation's oldest uh, fall fair, uh, takes place over, uh, well, the week before Columbus Day weekend through Columbus Day weekend. The Topsfield Fair closes today. You could call it the nation's oldest and largest craft fair. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, remember, that's going to slow traffic down a little bit on uh, 95 and Route 1 when you're heading through the Topsfield area. But whatever. <sighs> ah, the event started Saturday with a drone light show before sunrise. How long before drone light shows take over and replace Allah forsaken fireworks? That day can't come soon enough uh, because drone light shows don't scare the bejesus out of your yappy little dog. Yeah. (sighs) The event started Saturday with a drone light show before sunrise, followed by a mass ascension of hot air balloons over nine days. Local residents and visitors will be treated to a cavalcade of colorful and special shaped balloons. Oh, oh, that's the Chinese weather balloon. Somebody edited that clip. Why I oughta. Where was I? No, no, I'll find my place. Ah, the annual gathering has become a major economic driver for the state's biggest city, because why the hell else would anyone want to go to New Mexico for any reason whatsoever? The Rio Grande and nearby mountains provide a spectacular backdrop to the fiesta that began with a few pilots launching 13 balloons 
from an open lot near a shopping center on what was the edge of Albuquerque in 1972. The fiesta has morphed into one of the most photographed events in the world. Uh, Now, based at the Balloon Fiesta Park, balloon designs have featured cartoon animals, Star Wars characters, and even the polar bear found on the Klondike Bar. 774-287-6194 is the number to text in. You can call 508-222-1320. Ooh, Agent D writes, we're on the way. Oh, Agent 21, I thought you might be listening today. Uh, You have a day off from the Utes because of the uh, Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day holiday. And now my phone is frozen. Come on, phone, you're killing me. Well, while I'm waiting for my phone to unfreeze... Uh, Race for City School Committee takes center stage here in Attleboro. Uh, Jim Hand writes for today's Sun Chronicle, uh, front page, top of the fold. Often campaigns for school committee are overshadowed by contests for higher office, such as city council and mayor. But this year in Attleboro, the school board race has taken center stage in the city's November 7th election. Oh, Agent 21 writes, good morning, Paul. How was the foliage on your trip? Uh, the foliage was nice on the trip, although um, uh, for the maple trees, uh, they're already past peak up in Maine, and the other trees haven't quite hit yet. Uh, but there were some spots where it was beautiful and some spots where, frankly, frankly, I expected more, which I should relate to because... That's the reaction to half of the audience of this show when they listen. Frankly, they expected more. Rats. Agent 13 and a half, you maniac. I'm in studio. So call us at 508-222-1320, okay? All right. Okay, okay, there we go. Um, There are six candidates running for three of the nine seats on the uh, school committee or school board, and they are sharply divided on issues such as whether to put restrictions on books in school libraries that may contain what some consider inappropriate sexual content. (gasps) We can't have that in our library. Then what the heck are the kids going to use their smartphones for? Man, it's their smart, it, your 11-year-old kid or grandkid is supposed to use their smartphone to find inappropriate sexual content, not the school library. You know, they actually may learn things about, oh, I don't know, the menstrual cycle or something. Wow. Yes. Well, again, but with red state stupid people, with current conservatives, uh, again, they have to keep people red state stupid. They have to keep willfully ignorant white people uh, willfully ignorant. Uh, that's the only way they'll keep voting Republican. Oh, well. Uh, Jim Poor, who's running in Ward 1, Michael Wagner, who's running in Ward 3, and Tara Finn, a Ward 6 candidate, all favor restrictions. Because, again, the last thing that a conservative can have kids doing in school is learning things. Because if they start learning things in school, they'll never grow up to be adults who vote conservative. But, oh, well, we'll get back to that article. Let's turn up uh, this microphone. Let's hit this button. Uh, Agent 13 and a half, what's going on? Good morning. I have to start off by asking a question. What happened to the Blue Bombardiers? I turned off after about the first 
before the first half, I had some responsibilities, yep. and I wondered uh, what the final score was. Uh, 52 to nothing. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, King Philip, to their credit, uh, they didn't, not a single starter played a single second in the second half. What happened? Uh, their defensive end, fullback, um, and punter, uh, he was not available. Their two best players, Brody McKenna and Adrian Rivera, were out uh, of the game injured. Rivera will probably be back next week. Uh, McKenna might be done for the season. Uh, they had other injuries on the line of scrimmage. On the first or second play of the game, one of their best linemen was hurt, uh, and they had nothing against King Philip, who was ranked number two in Division Two, and uh, ranked as the fourth best football team in the entire state uh, by the Boston Globe. So it was one of just one of those nights they ran into a buzzsaw. Have they ever beat King Philip? Uh, well, back in the day when Mosi Tutupu. Uh, and others were coaching. King Philip wasn't very good at football, and Attleboro used to beat them all the time. But I think the last time they beat them now was the, was the 2013 season, you know, with Timmy Walsh at quarterback and uh, Morrison at tight end and Kyle Murphy, who went on to play for the Giants uh, on the line of scrimmage that year. They haven't beat them since 2013. Okay, so on a musical note, I need to correct myself again, which oh, I will do. Uh, last week I implied that... Uh, the Devots are going to play at the Pump House last Friday. Well, I was misinformed, and I passed them this oh. information on. It's this Friday, and they will be at the Pump House in Peacedale. And what band is that? That's the Devots. That's the Devots. Body Blue on bass, world-famous uh, and world-traveling bass player, uh, Richard Kudo, drummer extraordinaire, uh, and David Tannery on guitar, and... Uh, it should be absolutely an amazing show. It's really wow. worth pe- people driving down or driving up or whatever yeah. and to, to come and see the show. That's so. interesting. That's the Devots. My son uh, was once in a band called Divots, not to be confused with Devots. And then you mentioned um, uh, issuing false information to the listeners. Right. I did that too last week. Well, I- you know what? Go ahead. Well, I've been noticing um, when I look up stuff on YouTube and then the mind-controlling computer device on the right side of the screen uh, tells you what else you might be interested in. Uh, there have been a bunch of hoax death stories lately, uh, quick stories announcing people uh, that are dead who aren't dead. And usually oh, yeah. I don't fall for them. Uh, Sophia Loren did not die last Friday. That's right. Yes, as I inform the audience. The chest lives on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, what else is going on? Uh, I'm talking to Paul Healy, and I wanted to thank you again. I find your articulate nature when you do sports is absolutely oh. superlative. Wow. And I wish that you were there uh, to take Gino Capoletti's place huh. for the Patriots. I thought that you would, you would have done a much better job than what I hear now. Because the Patriots are not doing so well, yeah. and Gresh just seems to be sticking his foot down his throat with his critical analysis. On top of the fact that the Patriots fans that are listening on radio yeah. are cringing because they're doing so poorly, and he just adds to the whole downward spiral of uh, yeah. of the present presentation. And when they're winning, which they haven't done in quite some time, right. <laughs> uh, he's very good. 
yeah. at what he does yeah. because he gets inspired and thrilled, and you pick up on the synergy of what's going on. So I wanted to thank you again for your, your, your sports oh, acuity you. and accuracy and your framework of reference going back into the history, as you're talking about these individuals that are playing, yeah. you're talking about their brothers that played five years before them, you know, on yeah. the same team or whatever. Yeah, th- boy, that makes that- yeah, that makes me feel old. I'm at the point now, um, like I covered uh, Anthony Comer, who was a great Brockton running back in the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, the last couple of years, I covered his son. His son, I tell you, who was playing high school football at Mansfield. Yeah, that's how old I am now. I'm covering the sons of people I used to cover back in the 80s and 90s. Well, you know, in Qigong, they teach you not to think in those terms and keep saying to yourself consciously that you're old. Because when you do that, your body, the cellular structure of your body and your telomeres actually creates more what they call rusting on the end of the telomeres, and it speeds up the aging process. I'd like to put this out to the audience. There's a gentleman that is a master of Qigong. His name is Master Shah, S-H-A. Okay. And I practice Qigong between 3 and 5 o'clock every morning. Wow. This morning was an exception, but usually I I wake up. It's pretty much uh, I have an instant timer where I wake up. It takes 20 minutes to do do the chi kung, and you take the old energy that's in your body and your chakras, and you send it to the end of the universe, and you breathe, it turns into dust and smoke, which is the visualization, and then you breathe back in the good chi and you charge the chakras. If you learn to do this exercise and do what they call the soul songs. Uh, to charge the chakras and do the different exercises, you can add ten years to the end of your life, and wow. you can have you can have pristine, p- powerful clarity, mental, emotional, and spiritual clarity in your life. Excellent. And it sounds like it's a it's a panacea. It sounds like it's not true. Yeah. But if you really practice it, you pull your ears back, open your heart, and really practice it. It's been a it's a proven Chinese technique that's proven over three thousand years. Yeah, and there are people all over the world that practice it every day. Yeah, um, you don't have I th- to just practice it at three and five o'clock in the morning. You can practice it at other times, but I practice it at three o'clock in the morning because certain organ systems are open. Three between three and five in the morning, heart, lungs, liver, and kidneys are yeah. open. And it charges those up specifically. But there are other organ systems that are open at other times of the day when you have issues, and you can charge them as well and he- and do healing. And if you have wow. a picture okay. of somebody that you love, you could do a specific kind of healing technique and send the energy to the picture and do remote healing for that oh. person. And they could be on the other side of the planet. Oh, oh, oh. I had a guest on about that years ago when we were in the old studio. I'm going to have to look that up. And then also, was it Plato or Socrates who said, uh, we become what we think about? Uh, so, yes, if you think about getting older, you get older quicker. Agent 13 and a half, someone's at the door. i got to go answer the door. Thanks for call, okay. uh, calling. Keep taking care of your chi. Okay, ciao. Yep. All right, we'll be right back uh, after this on 1320 uh, W-A-R-A. Where am I? Here we are. Yes. Ow. Welcome back to Pontificating with Paul and the Proletariat. Heard Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. till noon, right here on 1320 WARA, all over 
the world at WARARadio.com. If you like the show, tell someone about it. We could use the help. If you don't, please have the decency to keep your big mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, bursting into the studio, unannounced and uninvited, it's Kevin Callahan. Yeah. How you doing, Kevin? Not too bad, Paul. If uh, my voice is off a little bit, yeah. I'm a little loaded up on Novocaine. Oh. <laughs> from, uh, from a filling, just came from the dentist. Uh, Coming he... from the dentist into this studio. You talk about a double whammy of pain. It's a glutton for punishment, Paul. <laughs> yes, thank heavens the Novocaine is still working. By the way, uh, we've been duly warned the Sawyers are on their way. Okay. And I forgot, I had, this, I had the Slinky on top of my briefcase. So I wouldn't forget it, the brand new Slinky. Uh, the, you know, the Sawyers bought me a new one because Alex broke the last one and admitted it. That's a, that's a uh, ute of character. She was just a kid then. Now she's a senior in high school. I was say, that was a while ago that yeah. that Slinky broke. I remember well, that story. <laughs> some memories stick with me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I meant to bring in the new Slinky, and I, I forgot. Um <laughs> Uh, so from the dentist to here, that's yeah. that's some kind well, of... Well, you are on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so does that make you a masochist? I guess that... so. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. And the other question, of course, is... <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was thinking, a few, a few. Uh, what's your point? <laughs> Carol and I were flipping through the movies, and in our new... Um, cable setup menu page yeah uh there's not one but two different rating systems for the movies rotten tomatoes and i don't know what the other one is i forget the other one um it's green isn't it yeah yeah but it's it's obviously um one of the rating systems is people like carol (laughs) and one of the rating systems is people like us So, so airplane gets a thousand percent on our scale, yeah. and maybe fourteen percent. Well, Tommy Boy on one of them, the Carol side, okay. came in at a thirty-seven percent rating, <laughs> and the other one had it at eighty-four. Yeah, exactly. I like those people. Exactly right, man. Because they they think you know things like this are uh, funny. <laughs> Shut up, Richard. Uh, yes. Um, they're in favor of people learning how to read yes. and reading books. You know, like some candidates for a school committee aren't. <laughs> yeah. But oh well. Yeah. Uh, their opponents contend the current school policy of allowing parents to decide if their children will be prevented from seeing certain books is adequate. You know why they think that's adequate? Because? It's adequate. <laughs> really, if a certain parent has a problem with a certain book, tell the school about it. They'll make accommodations, right. but you, you, Mr. Poor, Mr. Wagner, and Ms. Finn, don't get to tell every child in Attleboro what they can or can't read because you're stupid enough to wish you were living in a red, st- red state stupid state and supporting Donald Trump. Wow. For, uh, for summer reading, I think it was going into my junior year or senior year of high school, uh, I got to read The Shining. Oh. As a book, and way better than the movie, and it actually got got me going on like a Stephen King kick. But uh, I wonder if The Shining uh, would be allowed uh, in under you know. Oh, would, I know. Would it. that be banned? I don't know. It's like it's and it's such a great Stephen King uh, novel and and scary too. <laughs> yeah. Um. But what I was gonna say, uh, The Stand is great too. Speaking of pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jim, The amazing Jim Corbett is texting in. Do you want me to call in shortly? Jim, we'll have you call in at 10 o'clock. It's a holiday for the Sawyers. They can wait till 10.10. 10. 
to uh, join us on the air. And I do need a uh, updated weekend forecast. Uh, there's okay. a softball tournament next weekend that All right. I'm coaching, so I, yeah. I'd like Jim to bring, you know, no rain next weekend. Okay, I thought once your daughter got to high school, uh, Attleboro softball coach Mark Homer was in charge. That's and, for the high school team. Yeah, and your daughter would be off the hook and finally, finally get to overcome your coaching. No, no, I get to uh, – I'm still the uh, the assistant coach. Her, the head coach, uh, she played at URI. Uh, oh. For four years, and uh, is a great, great head coach, which is uh, fantastic. So I, uh, I will assist her. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, Matt and I uh, helping out, doing the book. And uh, my only problem is I, uh, I do coach third, so I oh. get people thrown out at home a lot. Oh, <laughs> good. I like aggressive. Make, make the defense make a play. Yeah. Exa- well, that's how I feel. Yeah. Until they you know, make yeah. the play. Exactly. <laughs> Agent forty-two. Have we done enough sports for you this morning? Don't worry. Carol's rolling her eyes too. Um, <laughs> Jackie writes, if you are thinking of Alex as that sweet little kid who broke my slinky and admitted it. Uh, boy, are you in for a surprise. She's an amazing young woman. I know. I know. Um, Lori and, um, and Dee and Alex were at uh, Ty Waterman's cookout oh, nice. over the summer. And I didn't recognize Alex at first. And then she kind of looked at me, gave me a Carol eye roll. What do you mean you don't know who I am? <laughs> and Alex, wow, yes, she's a lovely young woman. Um, oh. I, I, I love that look. You, know, you, you coach kids or you see kids when they're eight, nine years old. Yeah. You look relatively the same. Ten years go by, they look a lot different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not kidding. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny how different they look after puberty. Yeah, it is, right? And then, and then I got the, but, Dad, you coach them. How do you not know who they are? I'm like, they were eight the last time I saw them. <laughs> Most kids hit puberty about their freshman year of high school. For me, it was before my – Junior year. Of oh, I thought high it was freshman year of college. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I was still growing then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Went to college at five nine. Uh, by the end of my freshman year, I was five ten and a half. Not, Peaked at five ten and three quarters. My foot went from a size 11 to a size 12 in college. Wow. Which was really, like, inconvenient. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, that picture that uh, Jackie sent in from your Facebook page yeah. celebrating the anniversary of when you and the lovely Christine, who could have done better, uh, started dating. <laughs> oh, you yeah. were a year or two premature on trying to grow the mustache. I was going to the uh, the mustache phase yeah. in 1989 or oh, whatever year it was. Yeah. <laughs> You should have waited till 91. Yeah. What you, a, you said, I think uh, she looked scared. I thought she looked lovingly in my eyes. Uh, one of us is probably right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and did you like uh, Jenna's eighth place trophy? Yeah, that wasn't an eighth place. <laughs> I know, what no, was no. it for again? Uh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year on the softball the yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Agent 5 writes in. Say hello, Agent 5. Hello, Agent 5. I didn't mean you. I meant the other listeners. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Good morning, Paul. Remembering indigenous people on this day. Going to play uh, Witchy Tai-Yo by uh, Jimmy Pepper. Uh, Can you get the door for me? Um, I'm so looking forward to hearing the Sawyers on your show. Yay, followed by 12 hearts. Let's throw this in here right now. Excuse me one minute. We interrupt Redbone on Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, Kevin's going to vacate the studio because he just came from the dentist and there's only so much pain he can take. Uh, but you'll be joining us as our uh, color commentator on um, girls basketball yes. and ice hockey. Ice hockey yeah. this year. So, yeah, no, I mean, ice hockey again. So it yeah. uh, should be interesting. I'm in touch with uh, Coach Warren. So it should be an interesting hockey season upcoming. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the hockey equivalent of losing 52 to nothing? 
we'll, we'll just go with 10 or 11. Uh. Well, you know what? In hockey, we're not going to cover the games against Franklin or King Philip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll just withhold that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, there's some uh, hope, and, hope and goal. Yeah. Uh, there's some good goalies oh, for, good. Uh, for good. Atterborough. So, uh, oh, one of them is, um, don't tell me, um, the field hockey Westwater. Westwater. Yeah, Jacob Westwater is a freshman now. Yeah. High school. And uh, I'm drawing a complete blank on the other goalie's name, who's also, uh, I believe, a senior now as okay. well. So well, they got a good uh, uh, goaltending uh, tandem. So Well, Amelia, we'll his big sister, Amelia Westwater, is playing uh, field hockey at Bridgewater. Bridgewater if he doesn't State. play well, she'll hit him right in the back of the head with her stick. Exactly. You know, the way Carol hits me with a frying pan. <laughs> and deservedly so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then... Uh, What's the other Westwater girl's name? Plays on the back line. Victoria. Victoria? Yeah, Victoria. Uh, Tori Westwater. Yep. She's currently one of the captains for the uh, field hockey team here in Attleboro. Yes, yes. And they're, uh, they're around 500, I believe, this year. Yeah. Just under. Uh, under Co- yeah. Um, uh, Coach Noons turned the program around. Yep. And Coach Jessica Pink, well, the girls should get more credit, yeah. is, uh, is keeping it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Um, well, you Sounds said goodbye, good. so get the hell out. I'm going to try to leave, but you just won't let me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <All right>. Kevin, <laughs> right, no, we, you, we think you're great, but we also think Christine could have done better. Oh, a lot better. Oh, yeah. Married up. There we <laughs> go. All right. All Have right. a great day. Me too. <laughs> uh, Redbone, a Native American band who did a great live performance on, uh, oh, Don Kirshner's, what did they call his show that was on midnight on Saturday nights with a great rock and roll? You wouldn't know. You weren't born yet, Alex. Don Kirshner's, what was the name of his show? They had live bands every Saturday night at midnight. Oh, Laura didn't hang out with the cool kids. She was asleep. But you don't have to worry about that. It's a holiday. Nobody's here. Um, we're not going to get to the meat and potatoes of the interview until uh, 10 minutes past 10 because Jim Corbin's going to call in and we have other things to talk about. Uh, but uh, Diane Sawyer's here, Agent D. Uh, Lori Sawyer's here, candidate for school committee. And Alex Sawyer's here. Yeah. Pardon me? I have a present for you. You do? I have a present. Well, uh, well let me reach. Why, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> da, da, da. Is that the right microphone? One, two, three. No, that's the right microphone. Hold on. Uh, Caller, you have to wait on hold for just one second. I'm opening up a present. Oh, look at this. Oh, <laughs> giant original Slinky. Not a regular Slinky, oh, a, a giant, giant slinky. slinky. Oh, with, it's got a blue ribbon, yeah. and the blue ribbon makes my eyes pop. <laughs> <laughs> Looks lovely. With my blue shirt mm-hmm. and a light blue sweater, it's blue day. Yeah. And I'm not blue anymore because I have a new slinky. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you. Check it out. <laughs> this picture's going on the Facebook page. Yeah. yeah wow. I, um, I could, we were driving here, and I could hear you talking about how I broke your slinky and how all that stuff. And, I know. only mention it every time your name comes up. Yeah, I know. Which is a lot. I yeah, know. Right here. Well, you're lucky I don't interrupt the um, PSAs oh you do <laughs> about the safe driving and tell the slinky story every time. How did you break my slinky? Just just to get your perspective. I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know how I did it. I was just like, I was literally out there sitting, like playing with the slinky. Yeah. And then I walked in and I was like, I don't know how I did this, but I did this. Yeah. And, and that's when your mom had a show on Friday nights, yep. and you were listening intently to your mom, and then it was you realized, my God, it's my mom talking. So you got bored, yep. started playing with my slinky, uh-huh. and, it, and it broke. Do you have any perspective on the story, Lori? Uh, it's the slinky. <laughs> okay. Do you allow her? Did you allow her to play with slinkies at home when she was a youth? 
No, I don't think she ever had a slinky. So I think it was. <laughs> she had a slinky. I remember. No, I, I had like a plastic one, but I didn't yes. have like a metal one. No, plastic ones don't count. No, they exactly. don't count. No. Okay, no. then and it doesn't count. I, yeah, I wish we had stairs somewhere in this studio. I know. I know. You need stairs. Definitely go yes. down. Mm-hmm. Well, you Slink. can take it home and, and uh, show it to Carol and then use it there. Yeah, and we've got um, curved stairs. Oh, Ooh. I don't know if it's smart enough to go around the well, curves, you, If you set it up like at one uh, side of the stairs and tilt it at the right angle diagonally, <laughs> you can make it work. But that's, Geometry. Yes. So Geometry. Okay. That's huh. when some good things you can learn at Attleboro High School, right? Yeah. Geometry. Huh? Geometry. <laughs> Geometry. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> oh, I have a caller on the line. Uh, let's go to... Uh, uh, oh, I, did you hang up or are you still there, caller? I'm still here. Hey, Agent 86, you maniac. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How you doing, Paul? Well, I just got a brand new giant slinky. How the hell you think I'm doing? <laughs> You're on top of the world. Exactly. At least, on top of the, at least on top of the stairs waiting to put that slinky down. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Play that slinky music, right, boy? Play that slinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on? So, uh, I heard you talking about the late night show. The late night show, the first one, the original one, was Burt Sugarman's Midnight Special. Okay, that's it. That first aired in 1972, and that had various guest hosts, like Wolfman Jack was the most notable one. He he was the original host, and then they had various hosts over the years, and the last one to finish hosting it out in 75 and 76 was Helen Reddy. She she closed out the show, and then they closed up shop. Wow. almost Almost at the same time, Don Kirshner's rock concert a year later in September of 73 came out, and that was in competition with the Burt Sugarman Midnight Special. Basically the same format, and that was kind of the uh, the genesis of rock videos. Uh, you know, you saw produced okay. uh, theatrical uh, uh, videos that went along with the artist's corresponding song of that you know album they were trying to promote. I remember seeing Rush 2112 on there, seeing other artists, and then they'd also perform live in studio and you know lip sync uh, one of their uh, or a few of their uh, actual songs. Lip sync. Some bands did play live. Yeah, you darn. Did play live. Lip sync. Um, yeah. uh, can you uh, 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 cover your ears for a moment? You're an innocent child, Alex. Got it. Uh, when Helen Reddy hosted uh, Midnight Special, I-, I assume she did that without a bra. Uh, I don't think she was ready for that. Okay, I don't know. I think I maybe it was past that era. Uh, ask your mother someday, and you'll get that joke. Uh, I, guess I guess you didn't get that. She wasn't ready for that. Oh, and there's a double so, entendre there. Helen ready, but I'm bummed. And she she wasn't quite ready because she she you know okay wasn't. We've got a high school student in here for crying out loud. Let's clean it up. I can't believe you brought it up in the first place, Agent Eighty Six, who's got his own show besides the B sides on Thursdays. From uh, 5 to 8 p.m. Bands you know, but the songs they didn't uh, play 4,387 times on the radio. Excellent. And, and, that, and that Witchy Kai uh, song? Yes, Jimmy uh, Pepper. That, that has, yeah, that, that's made it, uh, made it into my, uh, my rotation. It's either going to be next week or the following week. Excellent. I, was in, I just read a book about WBCN when they were the greatest radio station in the world. And uh, that was on their early playlist. Uh, oh, no kidding. Do, do, 
you remember the takeover when they took the radio station hostage with uh, Dwayne Glasscock and Oedipus? Do you yes. remember that? Yes, and people got Glasscock fired after that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the whole thing, it was a hey, stick. It was, hey, like, it was like live radio sh- uh, story. Oh, yes. Hey, I got to give you the bums rush because you have your own show. It's 10.02, and it's Jim Corbin's <laughs> turn to call in. Right. Well, I will. I will let somebody else be redundant, re, uh, re, uh, redundant, repetitive, and reduplicative. Yes, I'll let somebody else be that. All right, go get him, Tom. All right, cheers. All right, uh, we're out of here. Jim Corbin uh, coming up. Don't go away. Hold it, Mark Lafontaine is texted in. Yes, Mark, we're covering um, boys soccer on Wednesday. We're covering something else on Thursday. We're scheduled to cover Attleboro at Stoughton football on Friday, but we might cover the huge Bishop Fian uh, hosting undefeated Cardinal Spellman on Friday. Instead, we'll see. And causes all the other old ladies in the building to say, ah, rats, better luck next game. A little bit of Redbone on the Midnight Special 1974 where they started in traditional dress. But we don't have time for that right now because the amazing Jim Corbin is on hold. Did I hang up on the amazing Jim Corbin? Ah, rats. Call back, Jim. Rats. People think it's easy being this stupid. They're wrong. (laughs) Uh, After Jim Corbin calls back and gives us a full meteorological update, we'll be talking to Laurie Sawyer, uh, Diane, and uh, probably mostly Alex. Diane, you're on the school committee right now, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, At large or award? Award. Award one. Okay. You're running for? Yes, at large. large. City council, yes. All right. So your opponent is Jim Poor. Your opponent is everyone. Well, well, I have there's seven people running for five spots. Okay, all right. And Alex, um, if your mom, so that means both your parents yeah. will be on the school committee. If that happens, mm-hmm. will you quit school? We're not both on the school committee. School committee, city council. City council, that's right. Yeah. City council. Um, no, I will not quit school because this is her tenth year on the school committee. So um, this is like it would be kind of stupid if I quit now. So you have enough scar tissue to stand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, he's called back. And did it, did it. Hello, Jimmy. You there? <laughs> Uh, I'm right down the street. How, how we are you? No, uh, never no, better, darn it. I know it's a lot you have to handle there in the studio, Paul, so uh, it's not a surprise that you screwed up the phone again, but I'm back, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to everyone, uh, and uh, boy, a bit of fall feel this morning, I think you'd agree. Yes, cold. Yeah, yeah it was like... By four- the way, this, yeah, this was the coolest temperature uh, that we had since uh, the day after Memorial Day, the 30th, the Tuesday. We had 42 degrees. That's about as cool as it was this morning. But there was a breeze, so it actually felt uh, quite uh, cooler than other people might think. Yeah, and breeze. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a baby wind chill. Let's put it this way. Yeah. But yeah, but we at least we've got the sunshine out. We are in for a mostly dry week in terms of weather anyway. But maybe a quick shower tomorrow midday. But other than that, Paul, here's the good news: uh, we don't have much for any bad weather for outdoor activities through Friday. Notice I said through Friday. Okay. So what does that mean? Through Friday. That means Friday we might have some bad weather. No, through Friday. Oh, Saturday we might have some bad weather. Another weekend. Oh, another uh, Saturday. Thank you, Lori. 
Usually I'm deeper than that and more perceptive. But <laughs> So for the 483rd Saturday in a row, you're going to make it rain. Well, the low is always on a uh, Monday morning. We're five days out. Could go south of us. But there's some indications if all goes bad, we could have rain both Saturday and Sunday. And this could be a coastal storm with gusty winds and cold temperatures for this time of the year. So stay tuned. It's five days out, as always. I don't but, love uh, you not, anymore. Okay. I don't love you either. So <laughs> but anyway, uh, lows about 60 today. So right now we're running about 53 we're going to reach about 60. So this is uh, a little cooler than average, but not too by too much. Tonight, falling back into the 40s and then back to clouds and sun. Now, the only real chance of a shower this week uh, early would be tomorrow midday with a weak system. I think it would be mostly staying off to the southeast over towards Cape Cod, maybe down towards uh, New Bedford, that area. Weak system coming through. Generally, we're looking at 60s during the day, 40s at night most of this week. And then, once again, as we get closer, we'll have more. But it does have... Uh, potential for some rain and maybe a coastal storm of all things uh, come this weekend. So stay tuned. Again, I know who was it? The, uh, was it? Uh, it was a softball tournament. Uh, Kevin, yes, has a softball tournament. Kevin, oh, that's right. So uh, and of course you can't play baseball or softball in the rain because it might slip off your fingers. So anyway, uh, that could be postponed. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, but and if still, it, that's still five days out. If it is, it'll be your fault, and we will not forget it. I, I'll accept it. I'll accept it because I do pr- produce the weather as well as forecast. Exactly, so. and uh, Jesus but, would forgive you, but he's better than I am. Rats. <laughs> there you go. So enjoy, really, most of this week until the weekend, uh, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. You're welcome. Uh, let, everyone want to say goodbye to Jim, please? Bye. Oh, bye, Jim. Bye. Good luck. But I thought sure that we're going to say goodbye to Jim, please. Go get him, Jim. All right. See you later. Yay. Honestly, I mean, personally, because I played softball, play softball in the rain is probably the best thing you ever do in your entire life. Like, that's the good times. Okay. When you're, when you're like, if it's like a turf field, then it's not that fun. But like. On a grass field. If it's like, yeah. Like, then you're like. Maybe. you're having fun. Maybe this is just a difference in the sexes. Difference in the sexes. I don't know. But the best thing to do in the rain is to play mud football. With a Nerf football, that's even better than softball. Because yeah. everyone's moving as opposed to softball where eight people are standing around while the pitcher. Yeah. Uh, how about softball on cold days? Mm-mm, on cold days no, where you. the pitcher, the catcher, and the umpire are warm and everybody else is covered in goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Boo. Boo. Especially yeah. the parents who are watching. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> I remember that. Those days. Yeah. I don't miss those days. No. I was going to, yeah. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. when you decided to move on from softball, were your parents the two happiest people in the world? Um, <laughs> not well, no, really. Because it was a, about her being hurt. It so was, no. it wasn't like that Ooh. I decided to leave, like leave. It was that like I um, injured my knee pretty badly in the oh, season. Right. And so then it was just like, do I leave and, like, try to, like, get my knee better and maybe yeah. return the next season? Or do I just, like, push through and then maybe, like, make it worse? So Ouch. I just had to, like, leave for the better of my sanity. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and to show you how old I am, back in my day, parents didn't watch you play kids sports. That was the parents' off time. You rode your bike to your own darn game. And if your parents really loved you, they might show up for the last inning or so. But, uh, yeah, back in my day, when the kid played sports, the parent was off duty. Except for the poor sucker parent they got to coach the team, who was stuck with us. Um, Carol, uh, the lovely Carol McLaughlin of the... Quincy Quincy McLaughlin. Thank you very much. Writes in, wow, I can't wait to try the slinky. (laughs) (laughs) 
My big brand new slinky, and uh, because lawyers have taken over the world, there's a warning. Oh. Uh, so hope if I get hurt using this slinky, it's your fault, Alex. Okay. Uh, please remove all packaging material before giving the product to a child or <laughs> someone who acts like a child, like Paul <laughs> Healy. Remove, pa retain packaging for future reference. Hmm. Okay. And it's in three different languages. Big fun, <laughs> grand plaisir. Grand diversion. Grand diversion. There you are. So if you need a diversion from this Play show, get your own slinky and go to a staircase near you. All right, left to right, who are you and why do you really matter? Uh, wow, that's a loaded question. It all depends on what you say. But. Yeah. No, uh, well, I'm Diane Sawyer. A little closer uh, to the microphone. You're a trained professional. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Thank trained you. professional. Yeah. Diane Sawyer, Ward 1 School Committee Rep running for re-election. And how long have you been on the school committee? Five terms, so that's 10 years. And um, uh, your campaign, um, the budget in your campaign has it drained your household finances. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Yeah. And then next yeah. we have? Laurie Sawyer, and I'm campaign uh, candidate yeah. for uh, city council at large. Yes. Yep. And. Um, I bet you have Mike Davis's support because you have uh, environmental sustain sustainability right there at the top of your note card for your campaign. Yeah, Mike Davis and I have talked a lot. Yes, yes. we are um, very much in talking about the um, sustainability commission that um, mm -hmm. he's been working on getting into um, being voted on provided yep. at a committee um, at the city council. Yes. Excellent. And the uh, election is coming up on November 7th. Yes. yes. Yes, so we've got, uh, we've got some work to do in the next three weeks and getting oodles of candidates on the air here. Uh, environmental sustainability, lowering, lowering cost <laughs> burdens for seniors. Yeah, I actually think that uh, um, being a senior should be like a, a rite of passage. You know, yeah. you've gotten this far. You've worked so many years. You should have some good things that you can do and um, have discounts on in the city. Yeah. I think that's you know, we should be honoring our seniors better. Yes, exactly. And it's also, it's good to um, make seniors a part of your campaign because old people vote. <clears throat> yes, and actually they are a big population in the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, responsible economic development. Um, yes, I mean... Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, before you get okay. my endorsement, I've been on the air on this station doing sports since 2013. I've had a show since 2015. Where the hell is my disc golf course? We're into my sec our second mayor since I've been on the air. Uh, you want to run for city council. I want a disc golf course somewhere in this city. Do you know, I'm you can actually, it must be portable ones because I've seen people playing disc golf yeah. at Lee's Pond. People bring their own things and you, they play it right out there. Okay, that's fake disc golf. Okay, but you can do it. Oh, I know, but, <laughs> but there's a world-class course in Franklin. There's one in Easton. Really? Yes, and, you know, Easton... I mean, they're not even proud enough of, the, of their town in Easton to name their high school after their town. They call it Oliver Ames because they're ashamed they live in Easton. Oh. And even they have a disc golf course. Okay. So just... Maybe you should play pickleball. Yeah. I wanna, <laughs> we could play pickleball together, Paul. She won't come with me. I, I, this is how old I'm getting, Alex. And I'll beat both of you. Yeah. I'll destroy you. Probably. I used to be a multi-sport athlete, could run a 10K at less than six minutes a mile. I hurt my Achilles tendon covering a volleyball game. Oh. Yeah. I misstepped going down the stairs. And, and, and I know if I play pickleball, I will completely detach it from my heel. Rats. Okay. Plus, 
when I become benevolent czar, I think pickleball is great. Lots of people play it. It keeps them active. That sound, that sound is more obnoxious than the sound of my voice during this show. <laughs> and the people who live near pickleball courts, oh, my stars, do they deserve combat pay. All right. They um, love it. They play music to the beat. <laughs> oh, God. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> um, um, Alex, normally uh, when I'm doing my sport, sporting events and there are siblings on a team, I'll ask them, who do your parents love more? Mm-hmm. And amazingly, they give me an honest answer. Yeah. Because parents love all their kids, but if a parent tells you they don't have a favorite, they're lying. I know, I'm one of seven. <laughs> yeah. And my parents loved all seven of us. They'd give their life for all seven of us. John was the favorite. Yeah. We all know it. He caused the least trouble. He was incredibly talented. Wicked smart. Mm-hmm. Mm, wicked smart. Wicked. Yeah. Um, smart. So now I get to ask you, which of your parents do you love more? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, we- Ooh. oh, Dave Angel trying to bail you out there. <clears throat> I, I can't choose. I can't choose. They all have their own pluses and they all have their minuses. We'll just say that. But, uh... I think it's come down to like really. My mom's like, okay, Lori's my favorite because she gave birth to me, and that's like, like, that's like the whole thing. Like she has to have that. Have. Yeah. <laughs> she gave birth to you, and she's got the scars to prove it. <laughs> wow, excellent. Um, you should have PSA with Alex on LOL. I yes, know. Like, that one wasn't no. on this please time. Please no, please no. Yeah, okay. we should totally do it. Okay, and then uh, the amazing Jim Corbin. Disc golf course at World War One Park in North Attleboro. Yes, yes, See, that's that's fake Attleboro. If fake Attleboro can have their own disc <laughs> golf course, it is, it, no, it's hidden. It's like if you drive like behind the um, like the like the big middle where like the zoo is. It's like down one of like the creepy like roads off the side. Okay. It's like. <laughs> All right, uh, Agent Eighty Six writes. Yes, there is. Uh, yes, where is our disc golf course? This could be a leading campaign issue. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll bring uh, it up. Portable baskets, they cost almost 200 each, and they are heavy and large. No disc course equals discourse in the community. <laughs> discourse, yep. No discourse equals discourse. We're going to take our 10-15 break, and then we're going to come back and actually ask you some serious questions no. about your candidacies. What? You asked all of them who their name is and what their purpose is, and I'm just like standing over here. Like, <laughs> I didn't ask her to introduce herself. Who was Alex Sawyer, and why does she really matter? So I'm a senior at Adderborough High School. I'm currently the chair of the Adderborough Youth Commission, and anybody that's um, from fifth grade to a senior in high school can join our Youth Commission. It is a community service-based group. And we are looking for new members. Wow. Uh, well, on, on this show, it's um, Ute Commission. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in my cousin Vinny, it's pronounced Ute, okay. not youth. So yeah. uh, another thing when I'm benevolent, so we'll make the name change. So you have, you have to change a stationary. Okay. Do you even know what stationary is? Yes, I know what stationary is. What's stationary? It's like your pencils and your pens and your little cards. And you're like, will you, um, will you put out for... Um... Stationary is the paper that you... Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> now... Okay, Laurie just corrected Alex, so uh, D, you're now the favorite. <laughs> I didn't get the eye roll this time. <laughs> um, Agent Six writes, why do you have so many children in the studio? Don't these kids, don't these kids ever go to school anymore? Uh, when, I went to Bre- when I went to Brendan Middle School, we never had a day off. 364 days a year. Okay. 
It's a holiday today. It's a holiday. And, yeah. uh, no, thank you. I'm really good. I don't want to go to school right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we'll be right back after this on 1320 WAR. Hey. There, there nailed the dramatic <laughs> pause. I missed it. Whoops. I wasn't paying attention. Demerit. Uh, happy Indigenous Peoples Day. It's Columbus Day to our uh, listeners from the Italian heritage. We'll give them that. But we're celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, Diane Sawyer, Lori Sawyer, and uh, Alex Sawyer. Uh, oh, that's the kind of enthusiasm we're looking for. <laughs> Way to bring the energy. Wow. Hi. Hi. Um, all right. Uh, D, uh, t- by the way, if you want detailed information, today's Sun Chronicle on page BA2 for the contested uh, school committee races, which is our Ward 1, where you're from. Yes, sir. Ward uh, 1. Ward Three and Ward Six. There are complete summaries of the candidates. <clears throat> um, but you've been on for t- uh, ten years. Why? Well, why, why not kick back and <clears throat> and let somebody else take over the responsibility of caring for the Utes in our Attleboro schools? Well, to be frank, um, I can't let Jim Poor get on because I don't know. What would happen to the youths of Attleboro? The youths <laughs> yes. of Attleboro. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've done. I've made a difference along the way. You know, it's like when I first got on, I fought to get the one-to-one laptop uh, ratio ratio going, and then it's it's like uh, I've I've done some other things. It's it's funny when you think about them, but then when you hear, you're like, oh, what were you doing? I should have made some bullet points, but. But it's like, I just want to make sure that the kids get the best opportunity that they can. Um, and I care about them and I care about the students and, and making sure that we have um, enough teachers, enough mental health for them. That's the thing I'm, I want to work on this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the two big things, more teachers, more mental health, you know. Um, and, and then um, the big issue is, you know, which is in school committees everywhere, should have got the scene ready from a field of dreams when Amy Madigan gives the great speech against book banning. Mm. And who could believe that in a couple of things, the Blues Brothers movie came out in 1978, and the worst, most evil of the bad guys, of all the bad guys in that movie, were the Illinois Nazis. Oh. Now they're the heart and soul of the Republican Party. It's crushing. How did this happen? And in 2023, we're talking about book bans again. Yeah. Wow, the book banners were always the bad guys since, like, forever. <clears throat> and how can, that, how can this be back? So should one parent, I think, I think every parent should have the right to talk to the teacher and say, I don't want my child reading this book for this reason, and we'll have an adult discussion and make a decision. I don't think one parent should have the right to say, I'll decide that no child in Attleboro should read this book because it offends my tender sensibilities. Yes, well, basically, the, it, yeah, I totally get it, trust me. Um, we do have a policy in place, and basically, in the nutshell, yeah. is you call the school or you, and ask to speak with the librarian or the principal, and if you don't want your child to read a certain author or subject, yeah. You just let them know, and they won't let them take it out. It's yeah. that plain and simple. But these parents feel like we should just automatically ban them and not have them in the schools, and that's not right. Yeah, especially the concern about where is it inappropriate sexual conduct. Alex, do you have a fl- uh, smartphone? Yeah, I have a smartphone. Okay, uh, could you find inappropriate sexual conduct on your smartphone in more or less than five seconds? 
Yeah. Yeah. The, you hope? Let, you'll, let's <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Okay. I could open. I could open Instagram and I could find it. it like, it's stunning. I mean, who's kidding who? Get your head out of the sand. Um, uh, other issues before we move on and give Laurie a few moments. Any other, other issues? issues? Yeah. Um, Do you think attendance should be mandatory at school? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right, well, I would love to see school year round. No, 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 we're not doing that. Okay, no. I'm outlawed. No. Okay. Anyways, I mean, it's the school, I, I, you know, we've been going to city council meetings or watching them online, and mm -hmm. it's like, and the school committee is running very efficiently. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of us uh, elected officials, we get along, we talk together. It's like, you know, we debate, do what we need to do, but it, we get everything done. Everything that's in our subcommittees comes out, like, you know, maybe within a couple months after discussion. And, you know, things get, things are moving along smooth. I mean, I can't even really, other than the book banning, yep. and then maybe uh, lowering classroom sizes, mental health, maybe finding a way to help students with sports, because that, you know, and busing, yeah. like busing fees, try to get the fees down for the parents. I mean, the schools are running great. It's like I, there's nothing really to complain about except for people that are trying to make things an issue. But yeah. Okay. Uh, and I just noticed this. Um, currently in a program to obtain Rhode Island state licensure to be a home claims adjuster. I worked in the insurance claims industry for 21 years, uh, trained by Slippery Mutual, as it were. Is that like to be a public adjuster? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, um, actually, my test is tomorrow, so I got to wow. get home and study. Yeah. So if people like have a fire or something, or water damage at their home, uh, you work with the insureds to make sure that the insurance company gives them a square deal. You got that right. All right. I mean, you know, yeah. us adults have enough to worry about, you yeah. know, so. Huh. <clears throat> Wonder if I should consider that. <laughs> Alex, you can take over this show, and I'll. I'll <laughs> okay. Put, um, Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, we're almost at the bottom of the hour, um, so we're going to take a break at ten thirty. Then we're going to come back and talk about Lori's candidacy for city councilor at large, um, and then we'll probably ignore Alex because she's just a youth. <laughs> um, but any, uh, how many kids are part of the Attleboro Youth Commission right now? Um, I want to say we have twenty, but it's also like a lot of kids who do sports, a lot of kids mm -hmm. with the marching band, yep. and like. So I can't really give a number because I haven't like, I haven't seen all the kids at one time in the same place. Yeah. And like, and what are some of the things you guys do in the youth commission other than record PSAs on WARA? So um, we are actually right now. And how many of your friends say, "What's AM radio? I've never heard of that." <clears throat> Sorry. So um, right now we're working on a um, debate, but it's not a. De it's like a non-political debate. So we are. This is like a really might not happen kind of thing. We're trying to actually do um, a remake of Hot Ones, the show. Hot Ones. It's like you eat hot wings and then uh, answer questions. Oh, okay. And so um, we're trying to do that. Um, so I've actually been trying to find candidates' contact information, which is way harder than it should be. Yeah. Let me just say that. Well, when you find it, send them over to me. Got it. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we're trying to invite them. It's going to be like a it's, – it's not going to be political at all. We're really just trying to, like, show personality and show where people are really just how they feel about um, certain things. And so, we're all people, too. Yes, we're all trying to show that, uh, that it's just – And let's get back to the old days when we could disagree politically. Yes. Without it, hitting each other's guts. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln and Douglas 
<clears throat> the famous debates in the 1840s through the 1860s, uh, they, they could go at each other for two or three hours yeah. and then get on with their lives mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and not hate their opponents. Uh, so that's a pretty cool thing. In our day, um, we didn't eat hot chicken wings and try to answer questions. No. It was you had to eat. This was from the Rex Trailer Show. Boomtown? I'm not that old. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Boy, I feel really old now. But anyway, you had to eat. Uh, they they line all the kids up. They each had to eat four saltine crackers. And the first kid who could whistle Yankee, Yankee Doodle won. Oh. Kind of similar. Okay. Or not, not at all. Really. We'll no. be right back. Nowadays, you use spicy stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Wichita Thai a little bit later on. Also, i got to answer some uh, great remote correspondence we got when we get back from this break. Uh, welcome back to Pontificating with Paul and the Proletariat. Happy Columbus Day. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. We can celebrate both at once. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. I'm having my technical... We need a union technician to come in to handle the equipment, please. Uh, before we get to uh, Lori... Sawyer and why she's running for city council at large. Agent 8 writes, pickleball enthusiasts were weaned from their childhood's first video game, Pong. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Same obnoxious sound probably puts them in a trance. (laughs) Most likely promoted by your local orthopedic union unit to ensure future clientele. (laughs) Yes, uh, emergency rooms are seeing all kinds of, an orthopedic uh, doctor's offices, all kinds of uh, pickleball injuries. Uh, Agent 86. Uh, yeah, uh, that course is at World War II Park in North Attleboro. It's horrible. Yes. Unrealistic space to throw discs. They need to clear a lot more trees to make it a little less, uh, little less challenging or a little more challenging. Anyway, um, Lori Sawyer is here. Um, keeping out of our affordable, responsible economic development, lowering cost burdens for seniors, and environmental sustainability. Why? Anything else? Oh well, because I want to help uh, the the city. I want to be. Um, I want to serve. I want to be part of it. I want. I'm here for the people. Mm-hmm. I. Um, <laughs> She's trying to show it's me something radio. on her phone, and now I can't. <laughs> I can't keep track of my my thoughts when she's trying to. Well, this tell is me ADD something. radio. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Yeah. yeah. Well, Attleboro deserves better. Attleboro deserves, you know, um, uh, people to be working with them, um, mm-hmm. and somebody who can relate to them. You know, uh-huh. a homeowner, yep. somebody who has a child in the schools. Um, you know, I believe I can relate and can help with what people need. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of things at doors. Um, people, somebody has um, even said to me they want more resources for seniors, you know, some place where they can go and then get some, mm-hmm. um, you know, where, so they know where they can get a plumber or an electrician or something and get some reasonable rates for, you know, seniors who don't have that much money coming a in. senior version of An- uh, Angie's List. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Do you have an opinion on, um, do we need a new senior center or so where should it be? We definitely need a new senior center. Um, I and I I don't know where it should be. I think it should definitely be in the best place for seniors, an yeah. easy place to get to. And you know, I also think that 
if we've got a building then um, that's already there, maybe look to renovate because it'd probably be better than and cheaper yep. than building new. Is, uh, would a building at say, oh, I don't know, Highland Park, that's uh, yes. maybe fit? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, would if you got the senior center, if you got the uh, old clubhouse renovated, and we got a new senior center there, uh, would your second goal at Highland Park get it to be getting a disc golf course? <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> just for you. <laughs> Thank you. And then add a bike path for me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and there's um, actually some really good, we walked down there, mm -hmm. and there's some really good walking areas. And oh, yeah. some places are um, paved and some aren't. So having a um, more paved area there would be good for a bike. Mm -hmm. um, also, you're uh, the chairperson of the Attleboro Council on Human Rights right now. Yes, that's um, correct. Would you resign from that, or could you do both? No, I'd have to resign. Okay. Yeah, because you can't have two different positions in the city. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, manager at Hasbro Children's Hospital. Yes. I've been there for 20 years now. Okay. And I have many different um, positions moving up. And I'm right now, um, it's called the academic administrator. So I help the yep. doctors with their educational um, goals and... Um, making sure they have their licensing and mm -hmm. we work really closely with Brown University oh, cool. so we um, I make sure that they have their connections with yep. Brown and are there any um, does being a manager at Hasbro Children's Hospital does that give you transferable skills that would benefit you as a city councilor or are they unrelated no actually very much so um, uh, transferable skills and thank you for putting those words in my okay. mouth so yeah. that I can <laughs> say them on the radio yeah. <laughs> Um, and then a proud parent of an Attleboro High School student. What percent of the time are you proud of her? And what percent of the time is maybe there's some friction? 120% of the time I am Lying. definitely proud of her. <laughs> Always proud of her. I, I'm hoping that she, you know, does whatever it is that she wants mm -hmm. and, you know, and gets to the school she wants and gets to be the lawyer she wants. And yeah. so there's so many... I hope she can do everything, and yep. I know she can, uh, especially in, in this day and age. She's, um, you know, you know her. She's yeah. definitely oh. um, an extroverted person who yeah. can get anything done. Yes. Yeah, I'm well, a loudmouth. <laughs> no, you're not. And who will take accountability yes. when she breaks someone else's slinky. <laughs> yes, I will do that. Yes, thank you very much. I mean, just this morning, someone wrote me a message and saying about abso how absolutely wonderful Alex was, and it's like, and I wrote them back, and I'm like, oh, it's so I'm so happy to hear that because, you know, at this age, love your kid, but sometimes yeah. you know, there's the parent-child conflict, yeah. and so, I got an attitude. you know, but we 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 never hit anything from her, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like we talk because it's a rough world. They yeah. need to know what they're getting into, and so she's always been a fighter. This girl's gonna go places and change things, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like. Good. Anyways, yep. uh, enough gushing about that. <laughs> well, I will, I, it's not just you. Every every teenager from the ages of 18 to about 23 yeah. thinks their parents are functioning morons. <laughs> and then you get to 23, 24, 25 when you start to get some real adult world experience. Yeah. And that's when you start to realize, wow, wow, my parents weren't morons after all. <laughs> uh, so it's not just you. <clears throat> all right. Um, <clears throat> and I had a question. I had a specific question for you. Okay. That I was going to ask, but then I got sidetracked because this mm. is ADD radio. <laughs> Can I make one uh, comment? Yeah. I think you're doing much better today answering questions extemporaneously off the top of your head as opposed to last time you were on when you had your index cards. Yeah, yeah. Trying to look for your talking points. Yeah. I think this works better for you. <laughs> Great. But, Thank oh, you. Oh, I, I remember my question. Oh, Yay. good. Um, 
Um, I don't want you to say anything negative about any current city councilors because that's not how you roll. And if I asked you to, you wouldn't anyway. But can you give us some city councilors, some current Attleboro city councilors who you do admire, uh, their style, their technique, uh, their goals? I, I actually, I admire Ty Waterman because he's been there for quite some time and he really pushes for the things he wants. You know, and he really is pushing for uh, uh, seniors mm -hmm. to help with anything seniors especially the senior center yeah. and he pushed for the work off program for um, where you could go they can go and yep. volunteer in the city and get some tax relief um, relief yeah 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 okay. definitely um admire him I also um, uh, true or false have you read any of his uh, baseball books about the 1916 Boston Red Sox well I have not okay. <laughs> <laughs> see that's where you learned your integrity <laughs> Instead of saying, I haven't had time to get to that, but it's on my bedstand, uh, you have the guts to say, well, I admire Ty, but I couldn't care less about 1916 baseball. I, I, I'm not a baseball fan. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> baseball is yeah. boring. Okay. Yes. So Watching baseball is boring. Yeah. Playing baseball, not that boring. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we're, we're talking. Directions. Directions. I, I can also say that there's a couple other people that yeah. I know have been on the council for quite some time that I do admire. Mm -hmm. um, Laura Dolan oh, um, yeah. is definitely one that um, I admire everything that she does, and she's very. Um, she has a lot of integrity. Uh -huh. I also. Uh, admire Todd Kobus, um, him being there and getting um, up. And I've heard him on the radio too, where he really was unsure about being on the council. He yeah. thought it was going to be really a short amount of time, but yeah. he's really put everything into it and mm -hmm. being the vice chair or whatever they call it in the council, if it's president or vice president or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, he, it's very good. I, I admire that he got to that point and yeah. that he's um, doing very well. Excellent. Uh, we're talking to Lori Sawyer. If you have any questions, you can text them in at 774-287-6194, 774-287-6194. Also talking to uh, Diane Sawyer, uh, incumbent on the school committee. Uh, same thing, 774-287-6194. And um, you can also text in or call if you'd like to place Alex Sawyer on retainer uh, as your attorney uh, once she graduates high school college, law school, and then gets her degree. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and what area of law do you, are you interested in? So I'm not really exact of where, what area I want to go into, mm -hmm. but I know I want to help people. I don't want to be like a boring person sitting in a room. I want to be like mm -hmm. someone that's out there that's like working on people's rights and just mm -hmm. trying to get everyone to have the same um, equity that everyone else has. Okay. So you don't want to be like one of those ambulance chaser lawyers? No. Okay. That'd be really good, though. Thank heavens. <laughs> All right, uh, 508-222-1320 is the number to call in, 508-222-1320. You can also text in at 774-287-6194. Agent 47 uh, texts in. Um, I have questions about the vocational programs at Attleboro High School. Wasn't aware that was part of the curriculum there. Can you talk a little bit about Attleboro High School? There's the Attleboro High School. And then um, I know kids from North Attleboro, Plainville, you know, they go to like Tri-County Regional yes. 
vocational school, but Attleboro High also has vocational programs, correct? Alex can actually probably speak to that very well because she's Alex part of Alex isn't running. No. <laughs> yes, well, okay, that's true, but she I, can also. Okay. I'll, I'll Alex, you. could you explain it? <laughs> so I believe there's either 13 or 12 um, vocations in the building. Ding, ding, ding. There's 19. What? They just, they just, <laughs> what? They just okay. had, they just started the 19th one, which is on sustainability Ooh. Ooh. okay <laughs> yes. well that was that was not what i was told during open house okay <laughs> um so we just did get a bunch of brand new ones we got the brand new building so mm-hmm. we added cosmetology we added dental we added there's a few more i can't bring um the new radio and tv yeah radio and tv broadcasting um Shout I don't out. need the competition, thank you. No, it's yeah. um, shout out to Miss Bergeron because she's an amazing teacher. She actually, it's um. I don't need the competition. <laughs> okay, where you're, thank you're, you. you're competing with a bunch you're of um, high school AM students. <laughs> it's not on the. It's only on the Blue Pride News, and it's information about sports and events happening in the high school. If you want to watch, <clears throat> yep. it's not competing with you. Okay. Just letting you know. It's it's actually a little bit more funny than your show, but um, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> Uh, if you took that program, you learned that with a flick of my left hand, bingo, I can turn off your microphone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but di- di- can you speak to that, the importance of uh, vocational programs as opposed to just the regular academic track? Uh, because um, I think one of the myths uh, that they used to talk about is that uh, everybody, everybody needs to go to college. And I don't think that's so true anymore. No, that's not the case. Uh, most, you know, like, Plumbers, heating and air conditioning, electrical, all of these things are needed. And um, as the older population retires from those fields, Mm -hmm. we don't have enough to fill the needs. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing at the high school. Well, that's what we've been doing is we offer all these classes and they're excellent. I mean, you can go in and get your car fixed there at the automotive department. You could go get... Have Boy, lunch. do I have a challenge for them. Oh, My wow. mom's 2001 Toyota Avalon, 274,000 miles on it. Uh, wow. That needs some work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah that could be bit. a term-long project. Yeah, it could be. But, I mean, and we're opening new ones, like like this, like um, Mr. Gay, the inst- uh, lead instructor for the, um, oh, my God. Isn't Mr. Gay the director? Yeah, the and director. The CTE program. Of the CTE, yes. Okay. okay. CTE? Yeah, it's um, career technical education. Excuse me? Career, career? technical uh, education. Oh, okay. Hey, Paul, you know these young kids, they talk way too fast. We got to <laughs> pick up the pace here. It's like, but anyway, so we, we, you know, we, he stopped me at the last meeting and was expressing the joy of the new um, program, sustainability that's happening. And, but kids today, it's not necessary to go to college to get that four year degree. You can, Get, uh, learn through the high school. You can get an apprenticeship, and mm-hmm. then you know. And then once you get in with one of the labor unions, you can work your way up. Yep. And before you know it, you could be making a three-figure salary it, without yeah. going to school. And, wow. and these people are needed. I mean, most homeowners, if you try to find someone, you're lucky if they call you back in yeah. a week. And then I, I know uh, Maggie Parika and other kids who were part of the uh, Vogue program actually worked on the construction of the new Attleboro High School. That must have been a pretty cool opportunity. Well, uh, um, I don't recall that, but I mean, that was also a couple of years ago, yeah. too. But um, yeah, it, it, it's just the things that they can do. It's, it's exciting yep. for the kids. And like, you know, like Alex said, she's in our criminal justice program. And 
she loves it so much she wants to go you, on you, to you, be a lawyer. You don't have access to the criminal records of anyone you wanted to look up, do you? <clears throat> I do. <laughs> That's all the time we have for Alex. <laughs> it's, it's just like... Um, I mean, my class is very different than a lot of other classes in the past years. So we are actually doing a two-project year. So one project is our youth court system inside the building. So instead of um, a student going to the dean's office for, um, let's say, graffiti or skipping class or any of those items, they can come to youth court. It's an all-student-based program, so the judge, bailiff, um, clerk, oh, wow. okay. um, student advocate, school advocate are all going to be students. We're just going to hear them. They have to admit their guilt. Is not we're trying to find their guilt. Where they have to admit their guilt. Okay. And we're trying to give them a disposition that's going to help them rejoin the community as a functioning member of society. We're trying to just. It's. Uh, I can't think of it. I can't think of. The restorative word. justice. There you go. Yeah, it's restorative justice. It's really just. Yep. We're trying to. Not just punish them. We're trying to give them an equal punishment to their actions. And try so to find s- out the root cause, yeah. what led to that, and oh. try to help them prevent exactly. said causes. Yep. And then our second project for the year is we're doing cold cases. And so we're trying... Cold cases. Yeah. So we're actually um, looking at a case from, I think, 50 years ago. And we're seeing what um, a lot of police officers couldn't see in it. And we're just trying to help them. Because DNA hadn't been invented yet. Yes. Yep. Exactly. All right. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get your final campaign pitches. uh, And then we'll have a little bit of fun uh, before we kick you out of here uh, for the last hour. We'll be right back after this on 1320 W-A-R-A. Nail the dramatic pause. (laughs) Uh, welcome back to Pontificating with Paul and the Proletariat. Um, let's give the last word here to uh, Alex. Um, if people want to join the uh, Ute Commission, how do they do it? So um, you can reach out to Jay Delisio. Um We also are um, posting meetings in the city clerk's office. I think we're going to have a meeting this Thursday, possibly. Okay. Um, we're, so you can always reach out to us. I don't know what the email is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But you can also... Reach out to anybody at City Hall. You can reach out to Mayor Mayor DeSimone. She will gladly help you um, get in contact with us. And always welcome to join. New people are always welcome to join. Um, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we tend to have a lot of fun. Sometimes sometimes we're very serious, but we always end up laughing and having a great time. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to give them an extra little plug is that the Youth Commission is like uh, a mini city council for the, right. for the community, it right? Yeah. yeah, it is. And so they've done things like uh, clothing drives, diaper drives, mm-hmm. food drives. It's Not like cleanup drives. Cleanups, spook, yeah. spooky maboos yep. for the kids. It's Excuse like, me? Spooky maboo. So it's basically... Um, spooky. It's, spooky it's maboo. Spooky maboo. It was a... It made a board, but it's like yep. around Halloween. It was a Halloween-based party for our elementary students. Oh. It was inside of Willet. Um, I, we don't have one this year. All right. My apologies. Um, that's on me, kind of. Anyways, um, it was really just like a city-based so we would have like um elected officials come in they would do like a little um trick-or-treating train so they would have like a little costume parade and they would go by the um city officials city officials would hand out candy there was face painting there was a bunch of games we had a movie on 
Speaking of Halloween, and get this to uh, Diane, who's uh, the incumbent Ward 1 uh, school committee, what was the high school? Oh, in Northborough, Mass. They decided not to have a Halloween parade this year because 12% of their student body doesn't celebrate Halloween. <clears throat> um, <Okay>. Do you <laughs> think that's as ridiculous as I do? It is. It is. It's like all these, it's just a fun time, you know, and, and people don't believe in, you know, spooky things or whatever. I mean, it's don't, don't participate. Yes, it's not mandatory. You, it's like, this is what makes America great, is you can have your own thoughts and opinions oh and, and be wow. perfectly <laughs> fine with that, but you don't have to, like, push it down someone else's throat. We're all entitled to our own opinions, you know? Okay. How do people get in touch with your campaign? Uh, I have a Facebook page. You can email me. That's uh, my last name, Sawyer, the Attleboro zip code, 02703 at Gmail. Uh, that's it. Uh, for Really, you can call me, but you can find that phone number on the page rather than have me say mm -hmm. it just because yep. uh, Lori's dying to talk. Yep. <laughs> dying to talk, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's Diane Sawyer, incumbent uh, Ward 1, and uh, we'll have uh, Jim Poor on at some point. Because uh, whenever we have one candidate on, we have to offer time to the other candidate. Of course, Laurie, you're running for city council at large. Yes. Um, uh, you did not win last time. You're running again this time. What's different? Well, that was a special election, and it was just um, two people yep. running at that time. So, uh, And I had actually, when I was doing my paperwork, yep. you know, my signatures, I had them sign both. The, for my uh, for the special election and for November. Okay. So I was already in the running for mm. November. Not that it wasn't I was I wasn't going to do it anyways, mm. but um, I was already in the running. So whether win or lose in yeah. the special, I was going to run for November. And yeah, I want to be part of it. I want to be work with all the the counselors that are there, and I really want to. Uh, um, so I, I, I'm good at talking with people, mm -hmm. networking, um, no matter the political affiliation, you know, okay. so I want to be able to bring that on to the council. And how do people get in touch with your campaign? Uh, yeah, I also have a Facebook page. Uh, it's Lori for Atterborough. The number with four. The number four. Yes. The number four. Yeah. And that's also my email. It's at my web, web page, lauriforatterborough.com. My email is lauriforatterborough at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. So as long as you remember that part, you can get in touch yep. with me many different ways. That's interesting because Agent86's email address is Agent86 for a disc golf course at <laughs> gmail.com. Is it now? Yes. Well, well <laughs> if not, All right, Agent I'll send you some disc golf photos today. <laughs> um, well, a uh, little bit. Is there anything I didn't ask or anything we didn't get in there that you want people to know? I. Uh, Go ahead. You were going to say something. I will say something. I mean, Lori, <laughs> you know, Lori yeah. is a proud person. She doesn't like to, like, she uh, she makes me want to be a better person. Like, honestly, this woman is, like, the best person I know oh. beside you in my whole life. That's the Jack Nicholson line. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. I, yes. Uh, and, I don't like pills. I hate pills. I'm using the word hate here. But I've started taking my pills again oh. because you make me want to be a better man. Yeah. yeah. So, but honestly, yeah. she is. I mean, she's an incredible person. It's so you're like, saying she's too good for you? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I 
I am the lucky one in this marriage, I tell you. And I can relate like, to that, believe it's me. It's like, you know it, Paul. And it's like, and Lori's too proud to brag about herself, but really, she is the most caring, kind person. She gets along with everyone. She wants to help someone. And Attleboro needs someone like that right now. These are trying times. And Maybe you could try this, you two. You campaign on behalf of Diane. Oh for her yep. run for the school committee. Yep. And Diane, you campaign, you run campaign, uh, Lori's campaign for city council. Yeah, Because yeah, you're exactly. both better at talking about what the other person <laughs> does well than talking about what yourself yeah. does well. It's a funny mix, because humility is, is, a, is a wonderful quality in human beings, but it can sometimes get in your way a little yes, bit. right, you can't um, talk about yourself in order to yeah. get to where you want to go sometimes. I yeah, because for me, you know, politics, heck, I've got the BS for it. Um, I don't have the problems of humility uh, stopping <laughs> me from problems. talking about how wonderful I am. It's the darn fundraising that gets in the way. Yeah, yes. Right. Anyway, so Lori Sawyer, one more time, how to get in touch with your uh, campaign for city council. Just remember, Lori for Attleboro. The number four. The number four. And you can do uh, at gmail.com for my email at uh, just lauriforatterborough.com mm -hmm. is my website. And then if you want to call, it's 774-331-8886. Excellent. Um, Diane, quickly, how to get in touch with your campaign? Uh, Sawyer02703 at gmail.com okay. and uh, Facebook page. And I'm going to give a, a shout out to my daughter. Yeah. She's awesome. She really is. She's not, awesome, you know. as Tommy Boy would say. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and. Well, now that you're both campaigning, who's making sure she's doing her homework? Oh, uh, she doesn't. Myself. She doesn't have to. <laughs> she's a, a great student. It's like. Wow. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I cannot yeah. relate to that. She's the type of student that, like, doesn't even really have to study that hard, and it makes me mad, and it's <laughs> awesome grades. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But anyways. Going back to the Youth Commission, one last push for them is that if you want your child to be involved in the community, to make a difference yeah. in a small way or a big way, it doesn't. it's a nonpartisan group of kids that just want a better Atterboro. So the, uh, a lot of the kids now are older yeah, and a, got about to graduate out of the program because so it's more. like it ends yeah, at high Oops, oops. So it ends at high school. So we really want to keep this going for the kids. And so hopefully there are some parents out there that are interested in like bringing their kid along okay. to, you know, to join the commission. And they do things like, don't you guys go do food bank stuff or you so feed we, the homeless um, as well? It's like you take too so much. We do the super heat. So it's at the senior center. It's um, not our event, but we tend to help out with the event. We really just, um, we clean up, we give out crackers and cookies. It's it is really just we are there for the community if they need someone to help them out if okay. someone has an event that they need help with we're always um available we'll, we'll talk about it as a group yep. so if we as a group don't decide to do something it is because as a decision as a whole okay it's not that i choose to do something it's that my vice chair and i decide yeah. do we want to bring this forward yeah. then as a commission we yeah. vote on it if if the majority votes no, we don't do it. it is so it's more like King Arthur's Round Table, yes. and not so much like a, a um, dictatorship. Yes, an Alex Sawyer dictatorship. <laughs> no, I, I'm not a dictator in this. Okay. In this. It is really. All right. All right, well, we got to run because it's uh -huh. uh, time for our 11 o'clock break, and it's only 11.02. Yes? We just want to leave you with one parting thing. <laughs> Oh, there it is. 
Alex girlfriend. didn't join us. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening, so I was just like, wait, wait. Alex is too cool. All right. Wouldn't join in on the girl from Ipanema. Gosh, and I used to like you. Oh, wow. No, thank you so much for the giant slinky as a gift. Uh, Believe me, I will read the warning label to myself again before I open the package. I'll reach out to Carol and make sure she has Band-Aids and some things. Yes, exactly right. All right. Uh, Thank you so much, Diane Sawyer, Lori Sawyer, and just Alex Sawyer. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Where am I here? Da, 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 da. Uh, welcome back to Pontificating with Paul and the Proletariat here at 1320 WARA, all over the world at WARARadio.com. That's a Jim Pepper with a tie tie toe from his 1971 Embryo Records release, uh, Pepper's Pow Wow. Song goes on for eight minutes and nine seconds. Kind of puts you in a trance. Uh, what a spirit. I feel it floating around my head, makes me feel glad that I'm not dead, is the uh, English translation. Uh, At Bridgewater State College, my freshman, sophomore year, one of the upperclassmen, Thad, introduced me uh, to that song. And I've been a fan of it ever since. When Comrade Joe from Seekonk used to join us uh, more often, he was a huge fan of that song as well. Happy Columbus Day. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, on this day in music history, and if Breon is still listening, um, I know we didn't have much uh, mention of East Middleborough today. It was mostly stuff about uh, what's going on in Attleboro politics. Uh, but on this day in 1958, wow. Uh, so, man, I was born September 27th. So what, I'm two, three weeks old at this point? Uh, Eddie Cochran released his great song, Come On, Everybody. We'll play that for Breon a little bit later. Uh, But John Lennon was born on this day. Yes, John Lennon. You guys familiar with John Lennon? Anyone? John Lennon. He was in a a band uh, called the Beatles. Uh, Not at his best behavior when it came to, well, stopping himself from hitting women. Rats. Uh, But in other ways, an incredible artiste. He contributed so much to us. Uh, Yeah, John Lennon born on this day in 1940. On October 9th, 1985... Beatles fans gathered at New York's Central Park for the dedication of the Strawberry Fields John Lennon Memorial. The ceremony, which took place in what would have been the late artiste's 45th birthday, was presided over by Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono. Uh, And there it is. Uh, Sean Lennon, uh, Yoko and John's son, he was born on this day in, don't tell me, uh, 1976. That's the spirit. Ah... Speaking of tremendous, wonderful, great songs uh, that I'll never play as much as I like the mandolin, because hearing a song 47,382 times in one lifetime is just about enough. But uh, Rod Stewart's song, uh, Maggie May, uh, hit number one in the UK on this day in 1971. It was initially released as the B-side song, because they thought it was too long and nobody would play it on the radio. Uh, it was the B-side to Reason to Believe. It held the top spot for five weeks. I don't even remember the song, Reason to Believe. Uh, but Rod Stewart and the record company was wrong. Uh, Maggie May was not too long for them to play on the radio, which is why we've heard it over and over and over and over and over again. Pardon me? 
Yes, almost as much as we've heard Hotel California by the Eagles. Uh, 508-222-1320. The number 508-222-1320 is Lert Number. A little bit of this. Uh, we'll get back to Eddie Cochran at the end of this set. A couple of quick hitters. <clears throat> yeah, it's a pumpkin spice season. <whistles> uh, by the way, um, we're, we're out of our pumpkin spice uh, Kroenig coffee pods. Uh, so I'm back to regular coffee. I do enjoy pumpkin spice coffee, not lattes, not cookies. Uh, my birthday years ago, people brought in oodles and oodles and oodles of different pumpkin spice things for me. Uh, most of those were donated to the uh, one of the local food banks because I like pumpkin spice coffee, not all the other stuff, but oh well. Um, thanks to Starbucks and other coffee shops, we're smelling pumpkin spice from late August into November. The scent slash flavor is so popular, companies seem to think we need it in everything. Uh, here's a lift to some real and ridiculous pumpkin spice products. Pumpkin spice cheese. Wow, that's a good way to ruin a good product like cheese. I like cheese that tastes like, let me think, cheese, not pumpkin spice. Wow. Uh, dog treats. Uh, Bob Bamberg, may he rest in peace. Uh, he used to tell us uh, dogs' uh, tongues are completely different than ours. Uh, we have oodles upon oodles upon oodles, times oodles upon oodles upon oodles, uh, more taste buds than dogs have. Dogs have a highly superior sense of smell and black and white vision than humans. Humans uh, have far more taste buds. Dogs couldn't care less what food tastes like. They go by texture, not flavor. So, really, what a waste of time pumpkin spice dog treats are. Uh, pumpkin spice fettuccine. Pumpkin spice tortilla chips. Please. I don't even know why we have tortilla chips in the world when we already have Fritos in the world. And lastly, pumpkin spice bath salts. Uh, if that's your thing, ladies, let it rip. Um <clears throat> If you're trying to get more attention uh, from your husband and or partner, uh, I don't think pumpkin spice bath salts is the way to go. Um, and then quickly, uh, we've all heard of um, bales of marijuana or cocaine washing up on beaches, normally in Florida because it's always Florida. Uh, this because when the uh, police or the narcs are coming after the drug runners in their boats, they'll just throw this stuff overboard uh, to try to, uh, well, avoid conviction. Uh, in a somewhat related story, drug dealers throwing money from a plane. Wow. I wonder if this is where D, uh, BD, is it D.B. Cooper or B.D. Cooper uh, got the idea? Suspected members of a drug trafficking gang in Bolivia tossed a bag containing cash from a low-flying plane. The cash was supposed to be collected by other gang members on the ground, but they missed the target, and the bag was seized by police. Wow. Uh, so this could mean that a, uh, well, someone who used to work, used to work for a drug cartel in Bolivia, uh, maybe, uh, well, back on the job market. And if you've got any job opportunities for former drug runners from Bolivia uh, who could not do their job properly and throw the bag of money onto the proper target where their fellow drug dealers would get the money, but in fact missed it, overshot, 
and the police ended up with the money. Uh, if you can find it in your heart to maybe hire this man and give him an opportunity, I don't know. Maybe God herself will thank you. Tom from Taunton. Tom from Taunton, we were talking about you during one of the uh, commercial breaks. Uh, Agent D, Diane Sawyer, a big fan of your remote correspondence. How about those Patriots? They're picking up where the Red Sox left off. Yeah, uh, tough one. Tough one. 34 to nothing at home to the New Orleans Saints, who we thought the New Orleans Saints were as bad as the Patriots. Who knew? Who knew that the uh, New Orleans Saints are a not-good NFL football team and the NFL, uh, the uh, New England Patriots, for the first time since the year 2000, absolutely positively stink out loud. Stink out loud. Will they win three games this year? Doesn't look good. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, Attleboro football fans, Attleboro, uh, King Philip took it to him. So uh, if you combine the Attleboro High School score and the New England Patriots scores, uh, they lost by a combined 86 to nothing. I only mentioned 86 to nothing because Agent Agent 86, Maxwell Smart, our all-time favorite secret agent. Uh, Yes, Mr. Blue Pride, we're covering boys' soccer on Wednesday. We're covering another sport on Thursday. Which one is it? I know it's not volleyball. And then Friday, we have high school football. Uh, and Agent, Agent 86, thank you. D.B. Cooper, not B.D. Cooper. Uh, I wanted to get rid of this. Wanted to get rid of this. Um, ah, let's do this one next quickly. Um, whoops. No, no, I'm back. A few months ago, which means maybe it was a few years ago, uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, uh, did we learn about Agent 48 um, despising, hating with a burning passion. You know, if you weren't grieving children, I would insult you for interrupting me. We'll get back to you in a second. But uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, was Agent 48 anti, anti uh, self-checkout. You know, the prices we're paying, hey, you check me out. Unless you want to pay me to check out my own goods, I'm not doing it. And with the prices we're paying in these stores, yeah, you can check me out and you can bag my groceries for me. Thank you. Boy, was he anti-self-checkout. Um, uh, Carol, uh, if we only get a few items, uh, she will join, and, and, and so will I, I admit it. Uh, we will align ourselves with the devil. And remember, it's the devil himself and God herself, we have been known to align ourselves with the devil and use self-checkout when we're only getting a few things. Uh, When we have a big order, yeah, we're having another human being uh, check it out and bag the stuff for us. Retailers appear to be facing a self-checkout reckoning. This is a report from Business Insider, story by uh, Dominic Reuter. Uh, And again, um, are you a self-checkout person? Or like our own Agent 48, who I don't think listens anymore because I spent too much time telling the truth about him, the orange pile of excrement, our 45th president. Oh, well, darn the luck. Um, but boy, did he hate self-checkout. And I think, I think it's easier to shoplift through a self-checkout as well. Uh, self-checkout may not be the money-saving revolution some retailers were hoping for. More than 30 years after the introduction of self-checkout, wow, wow, that's a long time ago, 
and its promises of labor cost savings, the tech has become ubiquitous in stores nationwide. Now, retailers, including Costco, Walmart, and Kroger, are rethinking some self-checkout strategies. Some are finding they still need employees to combat theft and assist with purchases, review IDs, and check receipts. Uh, Costco, for example, has started asking staff to check membership cards in the self-checkout lanes as well, uh, as well as assist with scanning items. I know uh, sometimes you go to a grocery store, the Fruit Center, which Carol and I call the Rich White People Store in Milton. Uh, they put up self-checkout registers last year. Uh, took them down in less than three months. Less than three months. Found out it was more trouble than it was worth. The company said the move would help crack down on shoppers improperly sharing membership cards at self-checkout registers. Costco relies on membership fees for a majority of its profit. Walmart said last week it was pulling self-checkout from at least three stores in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and replacing the lanes with traditional staffed registers. The company did not elaborate on reasons for the change. Where am I here? And said it had no plans for widespread removal of the self-checkout lanes. Hold on here. Walmart started rolling out a hybrid approach to self-checkout in 2020. The redesigned checkout zones replaced traditional lanes with a staffed corral of kiosks where shoppers could opt to scan and pay on their own or have a worker do it for them. Um, in this new layout, you get greeted from the entranceway and helped all the way through the whole process, a store manager said in a release. And the reason they're greeting you and helping you through the whole process is so that you don't rip them off blind. Sure, they've got a nice smile on their face. They're calling it customer service. But trust me, uh, that's more um, uh, security, a security uh, function uh, than a uh, courtesy function. We will go to any register when we'll help, whoops, and we'll help you in any fashion you want, especially by checking under your cart to make sure you're paying for that stuff too. Whether it's checking out one item or all items, any questions you have, we're right there for you, making sure you don't steal from us. All right, I might have added that. Uh, Kroger, Kroger, meanwhile, is going all in on self-checkout in at least one store where it's no longer offering any traditional registers. But Kroger told Retail Dive that the change did not result in labor cuts and it still has front-end staff to assist with scanning and bagging groceries. How did this story get so boring suddenly? Far from being the autonomous money collectors retailers were hoping for, self-checkout. Stations require supervision, maintenance, and IT support. Christopher Andrews, a Drew University sociologist and author of The Overworked Consumer, told CNN last year, self-checkout delivers none of what it promises, he told the outlet. To be sure, many retailers are still investing in the technology, but some appear to be reconsidering how they use it and whether to bring more humans into the process so it runs more smoothly. Where are we? We'll be right back after this on 1320 WARA. Gag Radio. Welcome back to Pontificating with Paul on the Proletariat. Uh, Jackson Brown is 75 years old today. You know what? I'm not going to play this song, Dark to My Eyes, because I've played it oodles of times in the past. 
uh, whenever the subject of Jackson Brown comes up. Uh, I'm going to play this one. Um, my sister Mary, my big sister Mary, again, she's two years older. Stop it. Stop it. She's two years older than me. And as discussed many times, she spent the first 18 years of her life, 18 years of her life, uh, trying to kill me. And uh, I've got the five stitches in my forehead, eight stitches on my hairline, the broken left wrist uh, to prove it. We still don't discuss the vacuum cleaner incident in polite company. Uh, and then her college boyfriend broke up with her. My high school girlfriend broke up with me when I was a freshman in college. Uh, we bonded over Dan Fogelberg and Jackson Brown albums, and we've been close ever since. And now today, Jackson Brown is 75 years old. Uh, here's from uh, his Everyman album. And I liked this song the first time I heard it, uh, even though I had absolutely positively no idea what it was about. Yes, that's how obtuse I was. And my sister Mary had to explain it to me. Uh, Jackson Brown's song, Ready or Not. Ready or Not? Ready or Not for what? Yeah, <clears throat> I was too obtuse, too thick, as it were, to get what this song was about when I was a freshman in college. I wish that wasn't true, but it is. See, see if you can figure out what the heck Jackson Brown's singing about here. Uh, there we go. <clears throat> Someone's going to have to explain it to me. I'm not sure what it could mean. My baby's feeling funny in the morning. She's having trouble fitting into her jeans. <clears throat> her waistline seems to be expanding, though she hardly feels like eating a thing. Huh, huh, what could that mean? Yep, as a freshman in college, I had no idea. Wow. 508-222-1320 is Learn Bear. Happy uh, Columbus Day. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, 508-222-1320. Um, <clears throat> I've uh, never worn Crocs. Uh, my old buddy Frank Foley, who I was on the air with in Worcester for years, uh, Frank Foley would probably say I've never worn Crocs because, well, I was never a male nurse. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't mean to be anti-Croc. I choose not to wear them. It doesn't mean I'm against them. It doesn't mean I hold it against you if you wear them. But this might be going a bit too far. Uh, from the uh, money section of the USA Today website, believe it or not, Crocs unveil boldest shoe design yet in response to fans just in time for Croctober. This is by uh, Anthony Rebello, uh, Robletto of the USA Today. And if you look up a monitor number two, no, no, this side, monitor number two. Can you believe these Crocs? Yes. Cowboy boot Crocs. Cowboy boot Crocs, I tell you. Put that there, put that there, put this here. Uh, we'll get to, yeah, anyone who says wearing Crocs isn't a fashion statement is clearly not seeing their latest design. Cowboy boots. Yes, with real spurs on the back, but they're Crocs. We'll get to that later. Or not. Um, let's uh, turn on, hit that button, turn this up, and say good morning to uh, Tom from Brockton via West Virginia and Alabama, soon to be the Philippines. Good morning. Yes, and to answer your Jackson Brown question, she's preggers. There you go. That's, she's, that's <laughs> she's pregnant. She's preggers. <laughs> preggers. I don't say pregnant. I say preggers. Okay. So, anyway, uh Crocs. I have a good story about this one. Hunting season of 2008. Okay. Uh, I was having troubles with my, my pickup truck when we were living in Quincy. Oh. And I don't say Quincy. I, I say Quincy. That's so people so, know you're not from Quincy. 
<clears throat> right. So, and I also pronounce my R's. Uh, I'd like to think I don't have a Boston accent. Anyway, we're coming back from a hunt, a successful deer hunting trip in my wife's 2006 Ford Escape. Yeah. And I have on full camouflage pants and a jacket and all that. You can obviously tell that I was, I had been hunting. And what am I wearing for shoes? My wife gave me a pair of black Crocs oh, to God. wear while I'm driving because it was a five, it was a five or six speed uh, standard, okay. and I really didn't like the car because it didn't have cruise okay. control. But Ooh. anyway, so we pull over to get some gas in New Jersey off of Interstate. Uh, I think it was 84. Yeah, where you cannot pump it's your own gas. Night. No. So, but anyway, I, I went in to get something in like a Seven yep. Eleven, and there's a couple of twenty somethings that see me, and it's it's Saturday night going into Sunday morning about twelve thirty, and I hear one of them going, "Look at him! He's wearing Crocs!" <laughs> and then the other the other kid starts laughing, and you want to talk about feeling emasculated? <laughs> I didn't say a word. They would they would just turn around and look at me and look down. And they just burst out laughing. Yeah. And all I could do was just kind of like put my hand over my eyebrow and just pretend, make it all go away. Yeah. You know, we live in a world now where you can't offend anyone, but that's one of the few exceptions. Even your the wokest of the wokest of the woke progressives does not mind if you embarrass a male wearing Crocs. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, and then just so back to I, our Jackson I, I, Brown song. Back to our Jackson Brown song. Uh, Ready or not? Yes, Agent Eighty Six writes. Jackson had unprotected sex. That's what happened in that scenario. Uh, yeah, there it is. Exactly right. She's pregnant. What else, Tom? I just cut you off by accident. Sorry. No, no. I uh, today I got to clean out my spring. I have two springs on my property where Jeez. I get my water gravity fed. Yeah. And then every couple of years, you know, you it's basically a hole in the ground that goes into a cistern. So yeah. that's my excitement for the day. So I got to go up there with a generator, a vacuum cleaner, and a shovel, and all the above, and a wow. pair of uh, latex Playtex rubber gloves. So uh, maybe I'll come home and soak my hands in some palm olive. <laughs> palm olive dishwashing liquid? You're soaking in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that's man. right. And all I need now is. All I need now is Madge. Yes. Oh, Madge from Paul Mall. I'm going to have to try to find some of those ads. Madge. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Coming out of our next break, we've got some Madge commercials ready to go. Was she ever in anything else? Yeah, Anita from the Pentagon, and Carol would know this. Does anyone know, was this, well, let's go ahead and play this. Was this woman ever in anything besides Paul Mollive commercials? Uh, Madge from 1978. How many women fell for that? You know, more effective than Noxzema or Nivea or even just Vaseline, dishwashing liquid to soften your hands. None of your wives ever fell for that scam, did they, Tom? No, but, but, but I will tell you one thing. Uh, in the past, I've used Ajax because uh, I don't have a dishwasher. Here okay. Now, I have to wash my own. Yep. I have to wash my own dishes. Anyway... <clears throat> With Ajax, I do notice that if I wash, especially during the summertime, <laughs> my skin ends up peeling. It ends up peeling. And I am now looking at a 
blue liquid ultra palm olive oxy, <laughs> and my skin has not grotted away. So you know something? Maybe, maybe you were wrong about Madge. Maybe it really does work. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, it it. it, it it's nice to have a light conversation in light of what's happened over Israel. Oh, I know it. That's. Uh, I, I can't. I can't watch any social media. I. I happen to look on, uh, the Instagram, and I, I. I. I just had to shut it off. I can't. I can't handle it, and it's just one of those things of. How how can you negotiate with people, that will murder. A playground of children. It just well, yeah. Wow. And the Ruskies just uh, hit hit a non-military target in Ukraine. And and I don't know what does Hamas or Iran through Hamas expect to accomplish here. You think this will be like the Seven Days War or the Yom Kippur War, no. which took three entire weeks uh, for the Israel Israelis to vanquish them? The Palestinian people have legitimate gripes, but the Palestinian leadership has been so, so horrible that it's tough to have any sympathy for for what the Palestinian people are going through. Rats. No, and, you know, and it's it's a very, very complex issue, Mm -hmm. but um, I I look at it this way that, and I I just did see reports that some Palestinian Christians were were murdered uh, in this raid, and... The other thing is that I think we really need to take it, you know, and I have nothing against Iranian society or Iranian people. It's the mullahs that are leading that country. And I I did see something back when Ahmadinejad was president. And he made the comment about, and and I know very little about Islam, but I do know that they parallel Christianity with regards to Armageddon, yep. the end of times. And I believe with them, they be, I believe with well, the religion, and perhaps one of your listeners yep. who's uh, Muslim by faith yep. could correct me, because I'm probably wrong, but something with regards to the 12th Imam, you know, once, once the battle of Armageddon is yep. fought, the 12th Imam will come down from heaven and the world will all be peaceful, and everyone will uh, worship Allah. Yeah, well... And it just, uh, you know, I don't know what the answer is, Paul. I really don't. Uh, The answer is that uh, theocracies do not work as a form of government. Keep your own superstition or religion uh, to yourself when uh, any theocracy, whether it's an Islamic theocracy or what so many of these... um, right-wing Republican nationalists want in this country, a Christian nationalist country. Um, The separation of church and state is a good idea. Theocracies do not work. Heck, in the late 50s, early 60s, Tehran was known as the Paris of the Mideast. And look at it now. Anyway, uh, Tom, I got to run. We had some fun with this phone call, and we uh, had some serious issues there. Uh, Thanks for calling, and uh, go get them. Yeah, I got to do some digging. There's gold in them our hills. <laughs> yes, there is. All right, Take care, Paul. Yep, you too. Um, just very, very quickly, we'll cover this, and then um, because uh, other news outlets, and I'm sure Amy Goodman with Demarc Chanel coming up. Uh, what less than twenty or twenty minutes from now, we'll spend a lot of time on this. But for those who don't know, hundreds of people are dead and thousands more injured in Israel and the Gaza Strip after the Palestinian militant group Hamas 
launched a surprise raid into Israel over the weekend. Reports suggest that at least 700 Israelis have been killed, many of whom were civilians, while more than 400 Palestinians have died. Uh, last I heard, the numbers up of, uh, in total, both sides, uh, over 1,000 deaths combined. Almost 5,000 people have been injured across both sides. The attack came one day after the 50th anniversary of the fourth Arab-Israeli war, and the Israelis have won all of them. Um, fighting began, but this was the first time, the first time it looks like the Israelis were caught off guard. By the way, we interrupt this story. Uh, Tom, from everywhere, rats. Carol wrote this in while we were talking. It's pronounced Quincy, not Quincy, Quincy, because that's the way the Quincy family pronounced their name with the British pronunciation. Any city named Quincy that is supposed to honor a member of that family should be pronounced uh, should pronounce it correctly with the Z pronunciation. Oh, what was his name? You know, Rick Zazeski's roommate at Bridgewater State College my freshman year. What was his name? He was the first kid from Quincy I ever met. He was also uh, the first beer expert I ever met. Boy, he knew a lot about beer. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, today is National Beer and Pizza Day. I encourage you to celebrate. Uh, but yes, I kept saying Quincy. No, Quincy. Quincy. No, Quincy. I didn't catch on. Didn't know what the heck he was talking about. Um, a, a Jackie writes in, Madge, Madge was from Boston. Check her out on Wikipedia. Lots or oodles of credits. Radio and off-Broadway and on TV, uh, Minor played Lenny Bruce's mother, Sally Marr, in the Bob Fosse film, Lenny, 1974, alongside uh, um, Dustin Hoffman, who played Lenny Bruce, and Valerie Perini, who played Honey Bruce. She also appeared in The Swimmer in 1968, Willie and Phil in 1980, Endless Love in 1981, and as Mother Superior in The Mermaids in 1990. Oh, Mermaids! That was a great uh, Cher Bob Hoskins movie. And uh, what's your face? Uh, Winona Ryder. Mermaids was an outstanding movie. That was one that um, Sally Jane dragged me to the theater, kicking and screaming. God, I had no desire to see that movie. And boy, was it way wicked good. Cher Bob Hoskins... Um, Winona Ryder, before she went cuckoo, she was still a Ute, and Madge, who knew? Her later work in television included an episode of Law and Order. Huh, what do you know? Well, wrapping this up quickly, fighting began early Saturday with Hamas launching thousands of rockets at cities across Israel, uh, demolishing parts of a border fence and infiltrating nine towns in southern Israel. Now, normally when Hamas sends rockets, uh, they've got very little chance of hitting their targets because Hamas doesn't know how to make rockets. Uh, rumor has it uh, Iran uh, helped out a lot with their rocket making and launching technology, uh, which is one reason why this rocket attack was so much more damaging to the Israelis and why for the first time ever since 1948, uh, Hamas... Uh, caught the Israelis uh, with their pants down. Rats, rats, not ready for this attack. Darn. Um, Hamas reportedly targeted both military sites and civilian sites, 
including opening fire on a late-night dance party near the Israeli-Gaza border that left at least 260 people dead. That is not Marcus of Queensbury rules. Uh, That is not how you gain any sympathy for your cause. And again, I do think the Palestinians, uh, the people, um, they do have some legitimate gripes. I think you could argue that Jimmy Carter is correct. Uh, They live in a apartheid state. But it's difficult to have sympathy for them when um, Hamas, the PLO, whatever leadership, the Palestinian or the Arab population um, on the east coast of the Mediterranean, whatever leadership they've had, PLO or Hamas, has been so awful, so corrupt, so evil, that it is incredibly difficult to give the Palestinian people the sympathy they deserve. And they're getting no sympathy from me on this one. Uh, th- this was, th- it's very, you know, again, over the course since Israel existed, <clears throat> uh, there have been times when the Israelis have been the bad guys. There have been times when the Palestinians have been the bad guys. Uh, there's no gray area here. There's no gray area on this one. Uh, this was a, a immoral, uh, illegal horrible, cowardly attack. And although I, um, Netanyahu, the current prime minister of uh, Israel, um, their version of Donald Trump only far more dangerous because unlike Donald Trump, Netanyahu actually has a brain. <clears throat> and uh, I have no, uh, I'm not a huge supporter of BB Netanyahu in any way, shape or form. But I'm 100% behind Israel right now in this current situation. Boy, this is tough. Uh, but up, but up. Officials said as many as 130 Israeli civilians and soldiers have been taken hostage by militants, with some taken back to Gaza. Israel contacted Egypt to assist in their return. Their status is currently unknown as of this writing. The Gaza Strip is nearly 140 square mile area, home to roughly 2 million people whose borders are controlled largely by Israel tightly restricting the flow of goods and people in and out of the country. Hamas, both a militant group and a political party, which has done absolutely positively nothing to serve the Palestinian people they're supposed to serve. Uh, but up, but up, but um. All right, uh, Hamas, both a militant group and a political party, with the stated goal of destroying Israel, good luck with that has run Gaza internally into the ground since 2007. By yesterday afternoon, the U.S. had deployed a carrier strike group in the Mediterranean in support of Israel. Wow. Lighten up, Francis. Oh, Agent 21. Yup, it's Quincy. Kids, no beer. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Yeah. <clears throat> in one public speaking class, what was his name? Oh, he gave a tremendous speech on the difference between a lager and a pilsner and an IPA. I didn't even realize IPAs existed uh, at that point. Uh, That was a great speech the kid from Quincy gave about beer. Yeah. 508-222-1320. 508-222-1320. Let me get rid of this. It's funny. uh, Tom from Everywhere turned on this show because he was getting too depressed by the news out of Israel, and then I ended up spending about 10 minutes on what's going on in Israel. Sorry, Tom. 
there's evolution there's an evolutionary advantage to homosexuality in mammals really what's that all about i don't know we'll find out uh, right after this on 1320 WAR. Hold on, we interrupt this cruise into our commercial break. Uh, Diane Sawyer has sent me the pictures they took uh, when they were in studio. And uh, there, if you look at monitor number uh, three, no, no, this side three, uh, that's a, what a great picture of me holding up the giant, giant metal slinky uh, that Alex uh, Sawyer presented with me because uh, she still feels guilty about breaking, breaking my slinky. I think when she was in fifth or sixth grade. Wow, that's accountability. That's accountability. And uh, for the first time in months, we might have to update my um, Facebook page. Uh, where are we? Yeah. Uh, P.J. Harvey, Down by the Water. Uh, fans of alternative, alternative uh, music, as opposed to the top 40 hits. Uh, you might be familiar with P.J. Harvey. God, I love that song. She's 53 years old today. Jackson Brown is 75. P.J. Harvey is 53. God, are we getting old. Darn the luck. <sighs> Do I have time for all of this? I don't think so. Amy Goodman coming up next with our Democracy Now. Uh, again, I came in today on the holiday, Columbus Day to some of you, Indigenous Peoples Day to me, because uh, I was suspended by the FCC last Thursday uh, for refusing to discuss the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I stuck by my guns. I maintained my integrity. So they kicked me off the air for a day. Rats. Uh, so I snuck in today to do the show. The case has been made that sexual behavior between those of the same sex is non-adaptive, meaning there's no evolutionary advantage. That's not true, according to new research that finds the behavior witnessed across at least 1,500 animal species, from crickets to dolphins to deer, could help groups get along. Clearly, very important to survival. Wow. Um, it's sick. It's disgusting. No, it's not. It's natural. It's not common, but it's been with mankind and over 1,500 different animal species since the beginning of time. Uh, Bo Burnham uh, has some opinions on this issue, uh, which I think are dead on balls accurate, but I get fired if I played them over the air because, boy, does it use a lot of swear words. Uh, look up his song from the perspective of God. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, uh, homosexual behavior witnessed across at least 1,500 animal species, from crickets to dolphins to deer, could help groups get along. Clearly, a very important trait to survival. Indeed, the study published uh, a week ago Tuesday in Nature Communications aims to expand what behaviors are considered adaptive and what behaviors are considered normal. Rare, not common, but normal. Uh, per the, uh, researchers at the Spanish National Research Council and the University of Granada compiled a database of information on same-sex sexual behavior among 261 mammals and found it often occurs in species who live in groups with high social interaction. They argue the behavior might have evolved to help form bonds and reduce intrasexual aggression and conflict. 
which threatens to tear a group apart. You know, the way the Republican Party threatens to uh, tear our democracy apart. Rather than a maladaptive or aberrant behavior in non-human mammals, it is a convergent adaptation facilitating the maintenance of good social relationships. A University of Granada professor of ecology, Jose Maria Gomez, uh, puts it to the Post, Washington Post. Primatologist Christine Webb, who was not involved in the research, however, agrees. Sexual behavior between same-sex partners seems to function to mitigate social tension. Uh, Conservation scientist Christine Wilkinson, also one affiliated with the study, gives an example of African lions who travel together and help each other survive while also mounting each other and sort of bonding in more physical ways. Uh, Lion knee-knocking activity, as it were. Others argue that same-sex sexual behavior, which researchers found to have arisen independently in lineages scattered across the evolutionary tree is part of a strategy to take advantage of as many opportunities to mate as possible, reports the Times. There could be many factors at work, though previous studies looking at same-sex knee-knocking behavior in individual species also pointed out the idea that it was favored in the evolution of social groups. This study found males and females were basically equally likely to be spotted engaging in same-sex knee-knocking activities, though the behavior was limited to only one sex among certain species. Researchers caution same-sex knee-knocking activities in animals is very different than in humans, a subject the study does not explore. But yes, um, again, it's... uh, I'm not a member of the LGBTQ plus R, whatever new numbers and symbols they're adding this month. Uh, but uh, it's not sick. It's not disgusting. It's not common, but it's been with us since the dawn of time in the human species and many others. Um, Agent 21, the timing of my text was terrible. Sorry about that. Oh, no, I missed it when you sent it in. Uh, mixing uh, what's going on in Israel with the proper pronunciation of Quincy. But that's allowed on this show. We're ADD Radio. I want to thank uh, uh, Diane Sawyer, Lori Sawyer, and their daughter uh, Alex Sawyer for coming in and uh, gifting me with a giant slinky. I have to make sure I read the warnings and the instructions before I play with it. Um, Yeah, and I'll get a picture on our Facebook page uh, shortly of... um, of that, I especially want to thank them for the uh, blue ribbon and bow that was on the um, uh, wrapping paper because the blue ribbon makes my eyes pop. I love it. It's fabulous. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll be back in the man cave editing suite. Fine. Carol's office tomorrow. We'll be without Agent 21, though. She's going to be back in Quincy uh, teaching right and wrong to the uh, rotten little crumb crushers in her class, even though she remains responsible for the Great Mollusk Massacre of March 2020. Amy Goodman coming up next with Democracy Now! Uh, ba-da-ba-da-ba-dum. Whoops. Get over here. Get over here. And uh, 
Mark LaFontaine, we have boys high school soccer on uh, Wednesday. We have another sporting event on Thursday. Is that girls soccer? I'm not sure. And uh, high school football on Friday night. Amy Goodman coming up next. Thanks for joining us, folks. Happy Columbus Day. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. And remember, don't you go changing.